0: welcome to 372 pages we'll never get back. I am Connor Lastoka and this is our second to last trucking through time episode. We have trucked uh, backwards in time, and we are we're, we're we're still waiting for them to get back to their truck. As a matter of fact, we have 50 pages left in the book. And uh, we we don't know what our two truckers are are still going to accomplish or how they're going to make it back to their beloved uh, early 2000s in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, But we're going to figure that out. Uh, Joining me is Mike Nelson, as always. Mike, what do you think about our truckers' predicament? Are they going to be able to truck back through time?
1: Oh, there's been so much science involved, it's hard to say. Um, The professor who sent them back in time, who is building the giant machine that has the... uh, Transference matter mechanism, boy. I hope they get the part for that so they can get back. Yeah, this no, is there's nothing. They're <laughs> just there's first of all, very little trucking, right? For our money, yes. I mean, ten four is referenced, and of course, the trucker's famous phrase, "Damn it, boy," has been referenced. <laughs> but as far as trucking itself, not nearly enough for me.
0: Yes, yeah. This is not necessarily one of those uh, hard sci-fi books where he's. You know, you get you get three pages uh, about theoretical physics and how that applies to wormholes. Um, you know, like uh, like Interstellar or the uh, three body problem. No, you just have some truckers who are back in time remarkably chill about that fact, uh, as well as the fact that they they take it for granted because uh, the Great Spirit told them in the sky that they, they would make it back, uh, that they're going to, at some point in time, uh, beat the treason charges that they're facing and uh, be, be home in Miss Marie's tender embrace.
1: I agree with you, Connor. Um, <laughs> and I'll just uh, explain for those who may be joining us for the first time who their head is spinning and they haven't even read the book. This is the podcast where we read through books Connor Lestoka and I, Michael J. Nelson, are uh, associates together over at Riff Tracks, and uh, we're reading through bad books. We've read a lot of good stuff. Well, as was pointed out, I forgot that we had read um, the William Shatner book, and I look back <laughs> on that with fondness now, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, that's been—revisionists
0: uh, uh, have started to deem that the uh, possibly the, the, the best book we've read. I agree. Yeah. And,
1: and I'm not just agreeing with you because you're a, a Chad and Dale type agree, <laughs> agreement. I, I mean a real one. I agree that it is the best. Uh, anyway, so we're doing a Charles E. Harris's self-published book, Truckin' Through Time. A little update on, or a little uh, bringing you up to date on that. Chad and Dale truckers who truck together from well Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. They head north and then they head west. Uh, to head out to the bay. The bay, the bay area, yes. Yeah. Just... Uh, but they are waylaid by a mysterious uh, happenstance where they are brought back into the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, or 18th century. Mm. They don't know. <laughs> we will solve that in these chapters, I believe. Kind of. A little bit.
0: You said they went north and then they went west. Uh, I I, I guess what you meant to say was that they went I-20 west, I-59 north, I-24 west, I-55 north, I-70 west across Missouri to I-435 north, to I-29 north to Highway 6, west to Lincoln, and pick up I-80 to Agalala. Where do you have that? Do you have that written on your call? I I realized it was pretty early on in the book, so you just flipped to the uh, solid page of just uh, interstate highway names. I uh when we were
1: talking about having people listen to our sketches who have no knowledge of what's going on that was one of the things I I played the sketch about that to someone and they went I don't and then I handed them the book with that page open to it and they started reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and they did laugh a lot right. at
0: that. Yeah, I've seen that uh, referenced in uh, in rules of of comedy, you know, people are like, you know, obey the rule of 3, you know, don't punch down it they also say when you're uh, making friends and loved ones listen to uh, comedy that pretty much hinges entirely on on wildly obscure references to to expose them to the reference material after they've done uh, you know squinting in dismay and sort of uh, squirming nervously uh, once you've you've showed the actual comedy to them.
1: Yeah, I don't know that meme. Hang on, let us <laughs> talk about that meme for thirty minutes, and then after it's over, we'll show you that meme. Ah, like, oh, yes. okay, now I get it. Yeah, I do things in reverse order. Anyway, uh, we have all our departments today, right?
0: We do. We've got uh, fanfic, the last time to do uh, Trucking Through Time fanfic. We've got uh, emails people have written in their their confusion and dismay about the book, and we have dumb sentences of the week as we we have 50 more pages left in the book, so we're going to... uh, do this for the second to last time for this book and uh, maybe we'll by the end of this chapter we'll have an inkling about how they are getting home how they're planning on wrapping this thing up in the next 50 pages we will not none of that is any clearer <laughs> after these 50 pages than it was at the beginning that's right though stuff sort of happens i mean a lot of stuff happens um
1: just to bring you up to date they had just seen god yep they had, <laughs> had, a, uh, they'd had a
0: vision mm-hmm. uh they uh God appeared in the form of a of a of an eagle. Uh, the Great Spirit told them that they are, you know, they're gonna uh, have a big impact in history, and that they will be reunited again with the two uh, women they've fallen in love with since going back in time. So he pretty much uh, dispelled any chance of there being tension <laughs> uh, with these assurances that everything's going to be just fine for our heroes. Uh, can we get a, a, a
1: tarp and bungee strap? I'm sorry, what is the bungee strap? What do they call them? Fuzzies. Um, Fuzzy, no, fuzzies are the, uh, what? what's Flares. their name? F- oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, or does he, no, he just misspells bungee yes, straps. Yes, bungee. So, or- so sorry, everyone. I am, I, the, the, we're so far away from bungee straps, I forgot the lore of them. <laughs> They're the only things they say correctly, but they spell them incorrectly. But fuzzies and tarps, uh, were long past
0: that. Well, th- um, the mentioning the misspellings made me sort of realize that, like, toward, towards the, the back of this book, you, you get the sense that, that Charles E. Harris May have had his uh, his his eyes on the prize, so to speak, because it seems like it gets a little sloppier towards the uh, towards the back third. Like a he was little sort of sloppier. He, <laughs> I'm
1: seething with anger at Mr. <laughs> Charles here. He
0: was at his computer and like he heard, you know, his buddies outside, like you know, t- turning on the game and firing up the grill, and he was like, "God, ugh, kickoff's in an hour, and I've got to finish this damn book." So he just started banging his keyboard, and uh, you know, massive typos, be damned, in this final section. Guys,
1: I'm on the thing with the dancing leaf. It's very important. Those are bratwurst? Oh, God. Carl, he he soaks them in beer for four days. They're so damn good. He puts onions in with the beer. Oh, God. Forget it, dancing leaf. Here you go.
0: Let me just misspell a word no one has ever misspelled before because it's pretty easy and I'll uh, I'll be right there.
1: All right, so let's dive in. Yeah, we, chapters fifteen and sixteen are the subject of this uh, podcast. Yes. So yeah. Connor, kick it off.
0: Well, we start off with <laughs> we if the, this is sort of like one of those uh, it's it's like a a movie from the sixties, like Ed Wood, where he they clearly had you know the 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 main characters who are at home, and then you have like the two the two like military guys who are in this crappy office, and you cut between yep. those two scenes. So we we are doing that. We are cutting between. Uh, the Sioux camp, and we're cutting between uh, the fort where uh, you know the captain and the general have meetings about the the two truckers. So we start off in uh, in scene two inside the fort where the captain is a uh, is about to uh, finally speak to the general. He has received word that his family had arrived in Green River by a messenger, and he immediately went to the general's office to ask permission to go and receive his wife and children. Uh, so I was I'm sure as you were anticipating a, a, a warm, compassionate response from the general, um, you know, he probably has a, a, a little bit of candy to give to his children and, you know, just give your wife a, a kiss for me type of thing. He's uh, he's furious um, and he <laughs> and he, uh, he he delivers some sort of sarcastic uh, punishment in the form of the speech to the to the captain. He says, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're being away from this fort at this time doesn't fit into the immediate plans. So he sort of is retaliating uh, to the captain by not letting him go see his his wife and kids because he is uh, the captain has been uh, delivering uh, wild card advice like don't execute two guys you've never met for treason.
1: Yeah, I was very much hoping for uh, a uh, you know Ben Gazzara type. Uh... Come in, come in. Have a seat. Get you a drink, some breakfast. No, please. Let me fry
0: you an omelette. Look, you son of a. Om- but we didn't. We didn't even get that.
1: Yeah. he disappoints.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought he might be like you know. It turns out that the general is you know the godfather of one of the children, so he's he's a little more. He it, it's, it's what pierces his his icy heart, but he he remains uh, he remains angry and icy all the way through. Um and. It, at some point, you know, this was a, a weird thing that hadn't happened before. The uh, the captain sort of starts even referring to him in a one on one conversation as like a third person. Um,
1: yes, I, I was baffled. I had to go back, as I did often in this chapter, <laughs> to find out who was talking, out who was talking to whom. Yes, because again, in this, there are giant blocks of text, no physical descriptions between them. And only the person is identified after the
0: paragraph of speech. It is a a Charles E. Harris trademark that is relentlessly confusing. But yeah, so when he starts talking to him and he's like, he has this whole conversation. The general tells him it's not in the plans. And then then the captain is saying, does this mean, sir, that I am not permitted to see my family before the general completes his plan of attack? Or am I to assume that the general is displeased that I want to negotiate peacefully with the Indians? So he's, uh, he's like Bo Jackson all of a sudden that people yeah. are uh, <laughs> giving him uh, that, that in the form of respect. I don't think it happens again, and I certainly not not happened before this. So,
1: Well, right after that, here comes this thing. So he says at the end of this little blocks of text, Very well, sir, I'll be in my quarters, blah, 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 the captain said, and then quotes again, I'll write Christina a letter and send it by the courier that brings the mail in at 1800. I will have plenty of time he thought
0: <laughs>
1: damn you charles e. right. he
0: can no separation <laughs> between those two <laughs> yeah right you know the even the, the 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 clumsy thing of like you know he closed the door behind him and started to you know plan plan his next out up steps out in his head is uh is too much for charles but then again you know it was uh it was probably a, a bowl game uh happening at this very moment so he was uh, a, a bit distracted
1: at his desk with, like you say, one leg is outside of the desk, you know, the chair. Like, he's sort of, the shoulder is leaning toward the back deck where people are grilling. Yep. You can sense it through this whole section. Right.
0: Yeah, his friends are like, every time he comes into the room to sort of ask what's going on, they're like, stop pretending. Like, this is not an efficient way to do it, walking back and forth from your office to the living room to, to do this. Like, watch the game for three hours, then go back and finish, because you're not going to gear up to be writing in between these commercial breaks.
1: Oh, this is the kind of writing you get when one does write during commercial <laughs> breaks, however. Um there was a funny it just made me laugh like again, typos, it's I you know, I don't I don't love making fun of typos sure. because it, it it happens and it's it's fine. But right. this one just cracked me up. It's like those Remember that uh, it was a short-lived blog that made us laugh of when people panic and put quotes around things on signs. Oh, yeah, unnecessary quotations (laughs) at (laughs) something I do love I don't know why that one makes me laugh, because it's just like they know that some punctuation is needed, and so they'll put it in. Right. And there's a sentence... The news that Chad and Dale had actually seen the vision traveled through the village quickly, is the sentence. Uh. But after the word vision, he panicked and put a comment. (laughs) (laughs) Had actually seen the vision... Traveled through the village quickly. <laughs> he, it's like, it, it must need something, right? Sentences have stuff in them. So here's a thing.
0: Right. It? It's a, uh, well, it's, it's it's a weighty vision. They, they, they literally saw the face of God, so he's just affording that the proper respect by putting in random pauses sure. every time that it's mentioned. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> uh, and they are informed that the chief had a feast planned for them in their honor that was to take place at sunset. I just thought... Oh my god, what was on the menu <laughs> <laughs> knowing what had been cooked earlier yes, that day.
0: This uh this what, what what do you call this charred item that's uh I mean it's it's you know you could tell it was chewy once upon a time but it's, it's been a b- bit grisly burnt. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well yeah so yeah we for anyone who didn't listen last week we had a a guy tied to the torture pole and then they they, they cut off his wiener. Um so that is uh that is what happened to the uh, to the to the evil guy Patch Wilson. So um, the, the characters got overseeing this, this man scalped, tortured, and, and beaten, tied to a pole very quickly, though, and they're still hanging out and going to feast with the, uh, with the kind-hearted Sioux. Uh, but they're, they're also trying to figure out sort of how to get ahead of the general's plans because they know that the general is, is trying to figure out their identities. And they, uh, they, they decide to make a point of sending a message to the War Department and also to Congress. And so I, I just said, like, if I asked you to do this today. If I was like, you need to send a message to the War Department of the United States and also to Congress, you would have absolutely no idea how to get a message like that to anybody, let alone uh, if you were on the frontier in Wyoming, not from there, and then needed to find a place where you could send like a telegraph. And then when they asked you where the telegraph was going, you would say Congress and the War Department. Uh, It just doesn't seem like a very feasible goal for this era. (laughs)
1: I, lo- I I think that they would get back the, you know, if they even spent the money, they would send them a telegraph back like, uh, which district are you in? <laughs> like, oh, damn it. Right. No. <laughs> I've occasionally tried to, you send a message to a, a different congressman and you try to make up a right. an yes. address right. that gets through. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that much research. I don't care. I,
0: Forget it. I am on Main Street in the Wyoming Territory. <laughs>
1: to the war
0: department. (laughs) So yeah, but that's, so that's, that's their plan. As we talked about before, they were their Their plan was to say like, we were born at home and our parents never got around to, you know, telling the government we were born. So that's, that's what they're going to tell when they finally do get through to the war department. Um, But then their, their other, um, their other uh, effort they're going to is that they, they, they want to find some cowboy hats.
1: Oh my God. This is amazing.
0: So we had this talked about when they went into a, like a Wyoming diner, uh, the place where all the, uh, all the menus have stories written on the back of them. And, and they were sort of, they, they felt a bit off because once they sort of crossed the Mississippi River, they realized they were the only guys not wearing cowboy hats. So they have gone now into the, the Sioux Village in the 1840s, and Chad asked if it were possible to find cowboy hats for the trip to Green River because they wanted to look like every other cowboy and not bring attention to themselves. Surprisingly enough— Red Coyote brought several hats for them to try on. It is indeed surprising. They, they
1: had a uh, a a hat party. A, yes. They had a <laughs> They had a, someone come walking out of the dressing room and you know the uh, I'm walking on sunshine playing and he shook his head like no, not that hat. <laughs> I I likened it to this like uh you know, hey, I'm uh, I'm headed to the Catholic section of Belfast tomorrow. I wonder if you had a a few Protestants had some crucifixes I could borrow. <laughs> Maybe a nun's habit in case we want to make things, you know, kinda of wacky. Like, oh sure, here I have a couple for you to try on.
0: Sure. And so he's got they've got these these string of hats from uh from, from white men, and they within twenty four hours have seen what happens in this uh in this camp. And so, but they're just, yeah, so they're trying on, on hats as the, as the montage music plays, not even questioning like, oh, so these guys all must've had their, their, their wangs chopped off as well for you to get these hats. Like there's no other also, reason to uh, when the hats
1: fit them, they, no, <laughs> nothing macabre comes to mind either. Right?
0: Like, oh, they fit. Right. Well, I, I, when I meet this guy, I'll have to thank him. Like, oh, wait a minute! <laughs> right. This was the uh, these were the last guys that uh, that, that turned down uh, uh, dancing dancing fern and uh, little creek or whatever their names are. Right. <laughs> the, the last person who spurned them, they've uh, they got this treatment.
1: So they they make their plans, they they're, they're going to write these things up and there's a lot of talk about how they're going to communicate everything to the war department and congress coming up. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> uh but they uh they decide they need to sleep first and they say, you are probably right. Surprisingly, they agree with uh-huh. another. A good night's sleep will help clear our minds from all that's happened today. Dale noted. <laughs> uh, so so they're doing the uh, two guys at a sleepover thing like boy what a day well let's get some sleep huh like hey chad do you remember when we met god earlier today <laughs> go to sleep jail god right, right my dad's gonna hear us wild <laughs> eyes just, walks
0: in and they pretend they're snoring
1: yeah completely nonplussed about and and still no talk like we're we're back in time right <laughs> they don't they have no idea that they want to solve that or anything and you know meeting god was just a you know that's going to happen
0: yeah but i mean we've all, we've all had exciting moments happen like i mean you've been to like some you know that you were at the 7th game of the world series like i had that uh that that uh fun sketchfest show this january where you you sort of leave this moment and you're like i am i am feeling really good i am like riding high i'm not going to be able to sleep at all tonight they just met god um, and they're, and they're doing this thing where it's sort of just like, well, I guess what, see what tomorrow has in store. It's a brand new day. Like <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> any thoughts about the day? Hey, come on, man. Let's, let's just, uh, you know, shake it off, get some sleep. Have a nice breakfast, a little bit of elk, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I think some it might leftover have... peanut.
0: I don't know. I think you might be able to tell, though, that it has thrown them for uh, a bit of a loop because we, we get this exchange as they are sort of, uh, sort of drifting off talking about their plan. What do you think, partner? I think this is, uh, this is uh, Dale talking. What do you think, partner? Should we just state the fact that the general is a bigot or just a damned idiot that needs to be relieved of command before he has this whole territory unsafe for anyone, red or white? Chad's response? I really don't know Dale. We should probably sleep on it. So it's thrown him for such a loop. He needs Dale to to just suggest one of those options, so then Chad can agree with it. Um, because if he's if he's providing him with with things to decide between, that is not going to work out well for either of these two. Bigot or idiot. Yes. Bigot or idiot. <laughs> right, Dale.
1: I met God today. Oh, get out of my mind, right. stupid, <laughs> silly thoughts.
0: Dale, pick one, so I can just say, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But well then it comes to I think this is uh, I know you will everything sounds like hyperbole now one of the most amazing sections of the book <laughs> when uh, when the discussion of whether or not uh little feather no what's her name yeah light feather light feather can stay
0: with Chad yes so yeah, speaking of uh, freshman boys a at a sleepover, like astonishing.
1: <laughs> There's so much to unpack, right? Here.
0: And this, so it builds on this. So we got to we got to address it now because you later do get the, uh, you you later do get some of these details. But uh, yeah, he says, "Big Bear, would you mind if I stay with Fast Cat here tonight? It may be the last time for a while, and I do not want to be away from him." Of course, you may stay," Dale said with a laugh. "Just keep the noise to a minimum." <laughs> you haven't told me about your night across the river yet. And then Chad says. Some some things are best not said, partner. So, like, it's either one, he's being a gentleman, or two, things like God, real out of control across the river. Uh, right. He's just like, and he's like, he's still like aghast at what uh, at what Light Feather was into. So he's he's trying to hold off on the details,
1: but also being coy after the fact, like, hey, you mind if I just uh, you know slam my woman here? Like, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. What, uh, yes. Right. Why are you even asking me? Hey, by the way, what happened? The other right. night? Did you get lucky? <laughs> like, why are you? What is this weird being coy after you're already in the middle of this weird, right. bizarre sex thing going yeah, on? Yeah,
0: exactly. Maybe he just is unaware. He's just uh, he has sex, uh, sex object permanence, so he can only remember that this happened when it's like on the forefront, about to happen yet again. <laughs> So the two guys who, as we mentioned, have met God today,
1: they continue <laughs> uh, will be very quiet so you can get your beauty sleep. You need a little more beauty rest than that handsome fellow like than than handsome fellows like me anyway. Chad said with a chuckle. <laughs> so that was worth a chuckle.
0: Yeah, Chad. Well, Chad, you know, is is about to get down and dirty so he can be free free to uh, toss these little uh, insults insults uh, Dale's way. Is that a thing you say, though, to, so you can get your beauty sleep? And then, like, he thinks it's so good that he doubles down. You need a little more beauty rest. Than... <laughs> right. Yeah, Chad is just like, when is he going to stop talking so we can actually get to get to this? And then Dancing Leaf smiled at Lightfeather and looked at Dale
1: with a look he knew all too well and laughed. Yes. Now, this begins the—this is my frustration <laughs> in the second half of this— <laughs> Dancing Leaf smiled at Lightfeather. Got it. And looked. So Dancing Leaf looked at Dale with a look he knew all too well. Okay. So so Dale. Dale knew the look. And left. (laughs) So. Uh, anyway, that's just the first of many. I won't dwell on that one. Sure, but yeah, one it, of the least egregious of these horrible constructions.
0: Yeah, it gets the clauses and the uh, the who is doing what very mixed up throughout the th- throughout the rest of this book. Um, but yeah, he when when she leaves, Chad says uh, he won't, well he says damn it, boy, because damn of it course boy, he does. Yes. But uh, he says damn it, boy. Chad said, knowing the torment they were both going through, uh, Dale just look. They they is ch- is. <laughs> Did they is dale and dancing leaf
1: why are they going through torment he just gave him two beauty rest
0: lines in a row yeah well that yeah, maybe that's what's tormenting him is the uh the, that beauty beauty rest dig uh i mean the torment i suppose is that he's not cheating on his beloved wife with a woman he met 48 hours ago i don't know if that's really you know digging his insides out at this point in time but it, it must be sort of like uh mildly annoying if you're if you're really like that unattached to your wife but then this
1: is the most confusing sentence so far and this right after that damn it boy chad said knowing the torment they were both going through dale just looked at chad shook his head and lay down to sleep
0: (laughs) what (laughs) he's just they convey a lot with these uh with these looks they they give each other that's the uh that's that's the trucker's code but
1: they're in the. They're still so they haven't left. So they're still in the same
0: tent. Right? Oh yeah, the, they're they're on those lodge. soft buffalo
1: skins. And so light feather says it is unfortunate for them. Fast cat. It seems so unfair. <laughs> and and so Dale just going like I am right here. Right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> right. Right. I, I I thought that keeping it down was like keeping the noise to a minimum was our only condition here. That applies to to banal conversation as well.
1: So anyway, I guess it just happens. Then they just go at it
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: yeah and da- dale and his torment is you know because of miss marie yeah
0: he's just got his uh he's his hands over his ears and he's he's humming you know the 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 sentence begins with a capital letter song to try to keep his mind off of <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> Lamb lamchop song the, that doesn't end the marseille <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. So they uh, after the torment, uh, I think it goes back to the general, captain, and the general in oh, the yeah. office. Oh
1: boy, this is like a B movie where we always talk about. Uh, you know, if there's an action scene in a cheap movie, then they are going to cut to a gray office. Oh with my men God, in gray suits, and you, gray hats. You can stocking. envision
0: it. You've got the uh, U.S. flag at an angle with another flag intersecting it. You've probably got a map on the wall. Um, there could be a a large phone on the guy 's desk yeah we 've done we 've done too many of those yes. uh, they're they 're both smoking cigarettes or their the cigarettes are in the ashtray
1: They both look vaguely alike. The only difference is they 're uniform, you know not that they have color, but you can kind of tell they 're different but, right uh, they both have sort
0: of short uh flat toppy haircuts, but you can 't tell if that 's because they 're in the military or just because it 's the uh you know a sixties uh, b movie actor.
1: You assume that you think that both of them are named Steve and they might be, you know, it's prop. They could be. Who knows?
0: Right. And then you've you've built that up in your headcanon that they're both Steve and then it turns out one is Bill. And you're like, well, of course. (laughs) So, yes, we cut back
1: to Bill and Steve. And they... Uh, uh... We get... uh, The one thing I liked about this is he... I think this is the general to to Cap and Troy... You have a good rapport with the Indian, and again, this is this is a typo. But the only thing I like about this typo, so rapport, he spelled R E P O R E. That was delightful. So, it's just that he was so off on rapport that no spell checker could bring it back. <laughs> right? Into, yeah, that's like an early he didn't uh, bother to look it up again. He was, you
0: know, the brats were sizzling. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, Peyton Manning was uh, was delivering his his best game as a freshman quarterback, and it it reads like there was two uh, like a text to speech thing the way he he wrote that one out. I mean, I guess rapport is not a word that looks anything like it sounds, but
1: uh, well, that's all of the English language, so it's not our fault that
0: that one is uh, <laughs> you know he's the writer. Well, then we start to get into the uh, he he gets word back from the Census Bureau, and as expected, there is no record of these two uh, truckers. But he says, I checked with the Census Bureau. There's no record whatsoever they're being from Georgia, Tennessee, or any other part of the country. So you get Georgia, Tennessee, and the rest there. And then it says, uh, this is the first time where they do pin, they do pin down very soon uh, the exact year that they believe it to be through some mental leaps that I found a little hard to understand. We'll get to that. But the, the general says, with the trouble brewing between the North and South over slavery, we can't be too careful. Which is you know that's that 's something that I am always doing is uh, just casually mentioning you know the current events the the underlying uh, political currents of the day, uh, just to remind people sort of when we are, uh, even though they would be well aware of it and uh, not need to be reminded that there's uh you know giant giant waves of of change happening. <laughs> I wonder,
1: though, is it much more subtle and sly than that? Like, the, even the founding fathers knew if they kicked the can down the road that they would have to face it, so may, it still could be 1770. <laughs> sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they were unaware. Right, yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, yeah, and the way it bears out, I think that, you know, to to, to get ahead of it, I think they determined they're in 1838.
1: I, I didn't even—I
0: was like, look, you, that— that horse has left the barn this. I, who cares? <laughs> yes i think that's the exact year they put it in so it's you know it's not like uh it's not like we you know the uh, the articles of confederation are, are being drafted up as we speak you know we've still got you know a couple very forgettable ineffectual presidents to come in between that moment so <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so he has this conversation with the general this is one of my favorite again the subject uh confusion here The captain saluted the general and left his office thinking all he said was rubbish. I thought this could be read as the, like the wit of the staircase, you know, <laughs> what could I have said better? Right. Yes. I really screwed that up. And then I realized, oh, he's, he means the general <laughs> was, rubbish, but it is uh man that is, that is a classic in that genre. Right. And he didn't throw he's, the horse over the fence, a bale of hay kind of sentence. You know?
0: <laughs> right. But he's, and also the last time he left the office, he was saying out loud his thoughts to himself. And he only realized afterwards that he was saying that. So he didn't say, Man, that right. was a lot of rubbish. He thought to himself, "Like, right."
1: Uh, we do learn that the uh, the makeup of the the country as well. <laughs> there are English, French, and Russians in this country. As well as Mexicans and Canadians. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> He's about. reminding him. I love
0: when people remind me what our country is made <laughs> up. Of. Yeah, and that's sort of like meant to imply because there's the cover story that they might be they the, what, the, pretty much the wild wild shot theory they arrive at is that they're here from another country, possibly one of those other countries they just mentioned, here to stir up Indian unrest uh, in the in the Wild West um, by. Uh, speaking their perfect unaccented english to the to the indian so they i think they they believe it could be a a french or a russian spy who might be doing that um so that's sort of the, uh, the the their their basic
1: theory it it look it has happened you know there were entire uh divisions of them in ww2 and of course the cold war was replete with double triple agents who spoke perfect english whatever <laughs> you know so
0: I guess. Sure. Maybe he's ahead of his time. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's as almost as if these uh, general and the captain are integrating things that we uh, learned hundreds of years down the line in history and are uh, going about their day-to-day life in the 1838s as if they uh, are aware of these trends and historical precedents. Are you accusing our author of anachronisms?
1: <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Uh, but we quickly meet, I think, my favorite new character, and that is Christina Troy. Yeah. Who, uh, so, yeah, the who captain's receives, beloved wife. Yes, who he receives a letter from. And uh, I wrote to you in frustration about this, <laughs> but I'm going to open all my letters this way from now on. All right. Dear Timothy, I started not to come west after reading about <laughs> those awful battles that were being fought in Wyoming with the Indians.
0: Yeah, off I with s- a
1: bang. I started not to come west. <laughs> So, is she coming west? Did she start uh, and then not come? Listen, i Did she I'm, not start and then... I, I just don't... I've never heard that construction ever in my life.
0: Today, uh, just like every other day in the rest of my life that preceded it, I started not to go to Australia. <laughs> I woke up. I did not uh, buy a ticket. I started (laughs) not to do. I can't literally can't list them. They are endless. So yeah, I guess she's meaning like I was. I I I was I was going to cancel our plans. You know, I was gonna. I was gonna. I mean, that's that's how a normal person would say that. There's no reason for me to rephrase this. I was gonna cancel my plans after reading about those awful battles. But you
1: never once mentioned any such battles being fought. Okay, Mm -hmm. so she's angry. Sure. Like, why didn't you mention these battles? <laughs> you son of a... And you're making me come up... I know you would never have me and the boys placed in that sort of danger. It, I guess <laughs> the danger of coming through the battles? Sure. So is she still mad? I don't know. So he's probably reading this with a... You know, his Trembling hand is pouring his third shot. Like, right. What is she... Is, am I, is this divorce? What is happening? I came with the prince... That's P-R-I-N-T-S.
0: Yes. (laughs) The Prince.
1: Knowing there was something being told that was not the absolute truth.
0: Very confusing.
1: Knowing there was something being told. The most passive sentence on earth, but you don't even have a subject. Something was being told to someone (laughs) somewhere.
0: (laughs) And because of that, she came with the Prince. Yeah, it's baffling until you, (laughs) because, and so this is not something she's saying in real time. This is, uh, you know, this is a letter that she has sat down to write all at once. So like, it's not like she is having these realizations because she has a realization that the, that the prints, AKA newspapers are full of inaccuracies that the general has sort of lied. He's embellished his record, but it's almost as if she's writing this and then realizing she starts off angry. She starts off almost canceling, but then she, uh. She she gets new information as opposed to her writing this at the very end when it's all found out. I thought it was like a weird David
1: Mamet thing. Like, she just, it's just the sound or something. I'm not supposed to even pay attention to what's happening. It's just the rhythm of the thing. <laughs> I came with the prince, knowing there was something being told was not the app. If there was trouble of any kind, you would have told me when you read the prince. <laughs> the prince, you'll note your prince. The name has not been mentioned. It's just it makes zero
0: sense. Yeah, and it is not a uh not a common term um for papers or anything like that to give you any sort of uh indication of what she's talking about. Uh and because of
1: that, she's my my new favorite, favorite character, character, of course, because well, yeah. she manages to uh stand out as the most confusing character of all of these dolts.
0: Well, where do you get to meet her? Cuz
1: uh Whew. Oh yeah. Do we well, all, if we I get- had the charm of Chad, <laughs> I would like to meet her.
0: So, yeah, she's worried that uh, the general is sort of like, uh, well, he's been phoning in fake news stories, I guess. She says, uh, the article states that the chief attacked the fort and the general repelled the attack and killed many of his warriors. That was last spring before the general was even given command of the fort. It also states the general ran the chief and his people completely out of Wyoming. I began to collect and read more of the newsprint. Or prince, as us in the biz say, and found more of the general's feats against various tribes, and not once was your name mentioned from your letters. Something is foul and must be brought to light. So she, yeah, she's, uh, she sort of is. I don't even know what the uh, what the term is, but the, the general's essentially saying, like, oh yeah, we beat these guys, uh, and it's a tribe that doesn't even exist. So they have they have found his fraud and uh, determined that he must be uh, punished. And how does he? She suggest that she uh, he he take action. She says, be careful how you approach the situation, because he is now considered a hero in the eyes of thousands upon thousands back east. The general carries a lot of clout. You should probably contact his news or press agent. The truth should be told, and you are in a position to do so. So, yeah, she suggests getting in touch with the general's press agent out in, uh, you know, Fort Laramie or wherever the hell they are. So either his
1: news or press agent <laughs> is your first course of action. Yes. That's how you beat that's how you are careful in this situation.
0: Well, I mean, you you've watched a uh, you know uh, a B western. You know all the stock characters. You've got the town drunk, you've got the hooker with a heart of gold, you've got the the wild west press agent. It just sort of slots right into all of the uh, all of yeah, the things.
1: He's just he's leaning into the cliche and in a in
0: a sense I admire it. Like <laughs> but, yeah. But the thing is, I like I I thought the exact same thing, but I went and looked this up uh in the you know, the, the Western Times. Uh, that's a, Oh sure. That's a Geo City site. Um it's part of the Western web ring. But press agents of the old west were a real very much a real thing. They had a lot of people oh, really? out there who yeah, who needed to, you know. Paint the picture, you know. Create the whole mythos of what was going on out west. Like all our all our stock characters are are exist essentially because of these hardworking press agents who sort of got their people to the forefront. They told them what to do. And uh, yeah, this a, didn't
1: come out of nowhere. I mean, we, they didn't just appear in the forties with a little card in their hat or you know smoking cigarettes at uh, you know a restaurant in New York. They had to come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, you've heard of of uh, Buffalo Bill, like he, you know. The, that's because of his press agent. It's not because he did anything remarkable. He's just some idiot who just happened to have, you know, the best press. Um, so people are out there and they've, they've sort of, these documents uh, survive. Um, these, these press agent lore, I guess. They had their own series of dime store novels. And so there's people who are like, uh, what do they call them? Anachronistic reenactors? Uh, sort of LARPers. And they, they, they reprise some of these uh, meetings to sort of give these press agents of the Old West their due oh so just like bring these tropes to life yeah yeah unsung heroes yeah and so yeah i I downloaded one of those and we can uh we can hear what it might have been like for a uh a a wild west uh guy just getting his start sort of to uh to try to make it big uh with the help of his agent
1: hey hey, there he is my favorite client come on in baby can i get you anything water coffee
0: no 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 i'm good
1: we have neither the last wagon train of supplies never made it. Tipped over trying to ford a river. Next two weeks will be dicey. But that's not important. What's important is this guy right in front of me. <laughs>
0: well, that's good to hear.
1: But it's not all deer and antelope playing, I'm afraid. We need to talk about your Q rating. Oh, dear. Is it bad? Is it bad? It's Q. In 1838, we haven't got around to finishing the rest of the alphabet yet. It's the lowest letter.
0: Oh, dear. Oh. So does that mean people didn't like my last trick shot exposition? Read it and weep, Annie Oakley. Mm -hmm. Shooting demo marred by self-indulgent rants? Come on! I was just saying that we should think about who the savages really are. Hey, and that's fine. You got a podium.
1: You got to use it. But you brought that point up four different times in a ten-minute show. And now your friendly neighborhood press agent has got to do damage control before you're doing trick shot expositions in one-horse towns like Lafayette, Colorado. Ooh, Lafayette got a horse? You're on thin ice, a substance I haven't seen in my many long years of living here.
0: All right, fine. Well, what, what do you have in mind?
1: All right, well, first of all, you got to do the Tonight Show with Pickaxe Joe. Oh, no way. The crazy old prospector? Hey. That crazy old prospector is the biggest name in late night. Late night being 8.15 p.m., the latest anyone stays up because you will definitely be eaten by wolves if you're up any later.
0: Fine, fine. I'll I'll do the pickaxe Joe show.
1: Then we gotta do some press manipulation. We're gonna get you a hot young lady who, since it's the 1830s, somehow looks like a grandmother, even though she's 19 years old. Then we'll let the paparazzi snap some pics. I hate photos. You have to sit still for like 10 minutes. Well, you won't be sitting still for this next idea. You got a leak, a sex zoetrope. I'm
0: not leaking a sex zoa.
1: what? zoatrope? You look through this slot and it looks like the pictures are moving. It's the latest thing. How do you think Pickaxe Joe got everyone to forget about that sheep scandal?
0: Fine. a leak a sex zoetrope. Great. Last
1: but not least, I've signed you up for Twitter. That's where you send telegrams that are less than 280 characters because that length is frankly all we can afford after your shooting demo tanked. I just,
0: I can't believe this is happening.
1: Hey, 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 you keep your chin up, buddy. We play these cards right and in a few years you could be endorsing your own line of
0: hoops that you roll with a stick. And that's, that's a good thing?
1: It's the only, and therefore most popular toy there is.
0: Okay, fine. Well, it's not going to be easy, but I can do this. That's the spirit.
1: Sheila, send in Pickaxe Joe.
0: Pickaxe Joe?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's a sexy zoetrope you be wanting, eh? Well, Pickaxe Joe will make all them other stag flicks look like fool's gold. Now whip it out, fella. Don't be nervous. I don't see a torture pole or a Sioux chief's wife anywhere in sight.
0: <laughs> <sighs> At least the life expectancy here is only twenty-seven. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's, wow, uh, it's a uh, it's what a, what a colorful life they lived. <laughs> it was. It's very similar to how uh, you know your average Joe, your average uh, you know sort of comedy guy might uh, expect a press agent to behave in twenty nineteen, but happening in the eighteen forties. Uh, with very else, little <laughs> change. Like <laughs> some yeah, some some cultural touchstones added in just to to really to really ground it. Amazing analog, um,
1: and and uh, well, good actors too. Oh, very. Like, I mean, those
0: yeah. those anachronistic reenactors are uh, they know they're passionate about what they believe in.
1: If we ever reassemble the three hundred seventy-two page players, let's mm.
0: uh, let's give them a call yep that just uh, ripped that band aid off why don 't you That's, wound is still fresh <laughs> um, but yeah so he uh he he gets this news and he uh he reads through and says, it says he read the individual articles and found the general had been a hero in several battles problem was no battles had been fought at the time mentioned in each article, so he realizes that his his wife is correct and they've uh, he 's been running this scam the whole time, and uh, the chapter lovingly ends. <laughs>
1: uh After she sends this baffling, baffling letter and prints of course uh he closes the chapter with this thought, which i 'm going to uh, say to my wife every day, <laughs> Christina, he thought now I know why I married her. she is some kind of wonderful, <laughs> yes so he had probably just seen the movie with is it Eric Stoltz? I believe it's an '80s movie. It it might be one of in the uh, it might be in the orbit of the uh, John Hughes universe. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But yeah. anyway. or
0: maybe he just had finished listening to Grand Funk Railroad's greatest hits, and that came up on uh, on there. <laughs> is that a theme song from that movie? Because when I when I googled it, that was all that came up, and I knew it was a song, but. Oh,
1: I knew the song, and I thought that the movie was based on On the Grand Funk Railroad song, (laughs) but I I don't... Well, someone yell at us right now and say, no, there's no Eric Stoltz movie named Some (laughs) Kind of Wonderful, but I'm
0: pretty sure there is. Sure, yeah. I'll
1: stake my reputation on it.
0: (laughs) Uh, so that's the end of uh chapter 15. yeah that is the end of chapter 15 and uh chapter 16 is a big old long one so man, it, oh man <laughs> even though this it just about as on. much happens uh, in 15 as 16. you just we we get some of our the, the, the truck and through time crowd was yelling out for its uh, some of its greatest hits during chapter 16 and Harris felt obliged to uh, to indulge but before we do that why don't we listen to some fanfic because my to tell me what to write. I bought some can't they just be happy high- i no longer have the face that I'm living, i my life, I'm living, i my inner vision right
1: now. Pencil is at the ready. Anytime you are uh, set to go, all I'm right. going to kill
0: this. Let's do number one. While they were waiting, so this is, there's 50 pages left in the book. So this is all, in theory, stuff that either comes from those final 50 pages or is uh, something that a listener wrote. Number one. While they were waiting for the waitress, Dale said, I felt like a fool after I talked to Marie. I woke her up and she was surprised I called. She said I just talked to her last night. I didn't try to explain. I just told her how much I loved her. I told her to call your mom and tell her everything was okay. On a happy note, Chad, she said my son had found himself a new lady friend and also got a new job. She sounded pretty upscale about it, too. (laughs) She said she met the girl and she was very pretty. She was dark-skinned and had the appearance of an Indian. Go figure, right, partner?
1: No. That's (laughs) fanfic. Dale's
0: son, that was a... (laughs) How old... Wait. How old are they? You know, uh, in the headcanon of whoever might have written this, I'm not sure. There was no more evidence uh, provided.
1: I just... Chad is like a charming bon vivant who's just slaying the women everywhere. (laughs) A, A son old enough to... Begin no, did, dating dark-skinned women? Dale's son. Dale's son.
0: And on a, on a happier note, Chad, she said, my son had found himself a new lady. Oh,
1: oh right. Yeah. But bo- both of they're the same age. Yes. I very,
0: believe. Very much. Yeah. The only difference between them is the- hundred pounds. The, the hundred pounds. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's fanfic. Number two. They each ordered hamburgers and fries with coffee. When the waitress finally came with menus, Chad turned the menu over and saw a story on the back. <laughs> look at this dale it read 1831 fort Brigger, wyoming territory general nathan rollins commander of fort Brigger, was placed in irons and relieved of command after fabricating stories of his feats against hostile indians it seems he was trying to make a name for himself at the expense of small indian tribes that were peaceful two farm boys from georgia sent a wire to president garfield to inform him of the needless attacks he was stopped just in time to save a tribe of Sioux from being attacked also The farm boys were never found to thank for the wire that would stop this man forever. (laughs) Damn it, farm boy. We did change history. (laughs) Look, I love it.
1: (laughs) But it is. I stake my dicks in Ticonderoga
0: on that being fan. (laughs) All right. Um, But uh, it's good to see the uh, menu stories paying off in a big way. uh, Absolutely. Well done to whoever did that. Uh, this is number three should have put a put a fuzzy in it I would have been <laughs> number three god damn you Collins the captain swore as his face flushed with fury Washington will hear all about this disgrace and I will strip you of your uniform myself when this is over Collins only sneered as he tightened his grip around Christina's waist and cocked the revolver against her neck it's y- it's you who should be stripped of that uniform you filthy traitor why don't you and your foreign friends all put on some buckskins and show us who you really are the tension in the room was palpable. Chad, Dale, and the captain glared at Collins, but spared reassuring glances at Christina, who bore her predicament with feminine grace and dignity. It was clear to all involved why the captain had taken her from his wife. For, for his wife. "'Damn, Collins, that's no way to treat a lady,' Dale said. "'Did your mama never teach you about good manners?' "'Don't waste your breath, partner. "'From what I've seen of him, he'd need a gun to get a woman that close to him. "'I bet he's lacking in a certain other department if you catch my meaning,' Chad observed." The two friends shared a grin despite the tense situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I have to be so careful these days. I, that's very good. <laughs> I believe it is fantastic.
0: All right. Uh, let us move on to number four. Chad and Dale paid the check and left the diner. Despite all the great food and hospitality we received from the tribe, I really did miss our truck stop cuisine. Do you think Dancing Leaf or Slim Fox would enjoy it as well? I hope so. I hope they would like our time as much as we liked theirs. Here's something I've been wondering. Do you think the death of Bad Eye Wilson stopped the birth of Patch Wilson? Chad asked. Possibly, partner. I wonder if our adventure caused anything else in history to change. Well, damn it all, Dale said. Across the street from the lot appeared Big Bear and Fast Cat Memorial Park, complete with a large bronze statue (laughs) honoring the two great heroes of the tribe. Well, damn it all, Chad remarked. Ain't no way Miss Marie will believe this. Chad walked up to the statue and placed his hand on the marker. It is a pretty good likeness, though. They both laughed.
1: Oh, you know, again, <laughs> I'm tempted, but I, I'm, I'm, holding my, I'm keeping my powder dry. I think that's fanfic. <laughs> all
0: right. And that, remember, they all could be fanfic or they all could be uh, real. So. Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. And here's the final one, number five. The police officers stood behind Patch, each placing a hand on his shoulder. You ain't welcome here no more, Patch. "'You and your family ain't nothing but trouble,' yelled the diner owner as the officers struggled to drag him from the diner. "'I'll have you know the Wilsons have been living in this area since the time of the Indians, and we always had a good name in these parts,' replied Patch as he struggled with all his might. Hearing that, Chad and Dale smiled. "'Hey, Patch, it could be worse. At least they're letting you keep your scalp and your uh, other parts intact,' called out Dale with a hearty laugh as the group struggled past their table. Patch looked back and shot Chad and Dale a look of anger mixed with confusion.' As the two officers finally got him out the diner door.
1: Um, Look, I'm not going to be fooled. That was fanfic. (laughs) All right, I think they were all all fanfic. Wow.
0: Well, well, well. Uh, So you are. I hope they're all real. You are three for five. Oh, two. two, We had two real ones. The first two were real. The one, of, uh, the one of the one of the Dale's son, who I do not do not believe we have heard any references to. <laughs> what? Uh, Dale and Miss Marie's son meets a nice girl who appears like an Indian.
1: Wait, what the? <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the... So all this time and all this talk about being back, like, I don't want to be unfaithful to my wife. Yeah. N- never a mention of... Plus, I could never look my son in
0: the eyes. <laughs> the, yeah, the torment on his face in that last scene we mentioned. Uh, I mean, there was another part where they said like they they the men thought about their their families or something like that. And I, you know, I almost flagged that and, and went back, but I was like, okay, he probably has parents, he probably has siblings or you know cousins that he, yeah. he could fit the definition. But no, evidently Dale has got a son what the so, what we've got that to look forward to hope we get to meet him uh number two the uh, menu turning over uh and the farm boys no that was real so that's him uh the menus do pay off which is amazing um, but they are now on what their did own. Did you say, uh,
1: "Damn it, farm boy"? You... Damn it,
0: farm boy! We did change history. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these uh, there's some good stuff to look forward to in the in the upcoming chapters. Wow! The, the other three, yeah, you, I think you just got a little. I think you you got you got all those right. the uh, The first one was uh, was uh, Collins with a gun to uh, Christina's waist. That was by Khan. We had uh, number four. That was. Uh, The statues being erected in Big Bear and Fast Cat Memorial Park. (laughs) That was by Harris. I liked that one quite a bit. And then uh, the fifth one of uh, Patch Wilson being dragged out of the diner was by Tom. There's got to be some payoff with that. There has to be. Um, But that was not an an actual one. But the, the statue thing, given the menu... Is not that big of a? <laughs> yes.
1: it's yes. really not right.
0: So yeah, that's, uh, It was good to have them both in there and to see which one was was the author's real deal and which one other. Also, also, I looked it up as we were doing this because it stood out to me. It's uh, that that second one that was real says two farm boys from Georgia sent a wire to President Garfield. Any idea? Can you size up when? Uh, what when do you think Gen- General Garfield? I mean President oh, man, Garfield I should is. know
1: my. I'm, uh, I have to go through in order before I can get time, so we don't have the time to do it on this podcast. <laughs> when was it? <laughs>
0: but he, so he 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 died in office. He was he was assassinated in 1881. Right. So right.
1: This is far later than I. Far thought. later. Yeah.
0: It, well, it's far later. It's fi- 45 years after they've determined it to be in this upcoming section in 1838. What was the guy's name? The assassin's name? Oh man
1: was a funny
0: Gus or something like <laughs> Charles J Gitu DT disa- a disappointed and delusional office seeker yeah he's <laughs> no Gavril princip no he's got he, he, yeah yeah he's got the uh, that assassin named covered but yeah he was uh, he was hanged a year later he looks uh, crazy he looks sort of like uh, uh VI Lennon's loser brother <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so that's uh, Charles J. Gage, J. Gatou for you. Uh, thanks to everyone who wrote in their fanfic. Uh, it was great, well done, and uh, we will uh, have some more for you to do uh, coming up soon. But uh, now, for now, it's chapter sixteen.
1: Yes, they're leaving the camp. One of the first sentences uh, they they just rode off, leaving Light Feather in tears <laughs> and Dancing Leaf
0: very sad. So,
1: so, so they were both sad.
0: Yes, very. For- <laughs> Well, look. I mean, it would have it would have solved a little bit of a problem if you told Dancing Leaf, like, "Hey, I've got a son. He looks up to me." Like, you know, that, <laughs> you know, she might not have gotten as close to you as she did in these past two days if she had known that detail. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now, so, now that they're so away from the women, there's finally an opportunity for uh, for Dale to get his details.
1: Oh my God, I. Bridget actually stopped me from saying this sentence. She said, "No, you can't read this on the air. You're not going to read this, are you?" And she asked me like three times. I said, <laughs> "Of course, we're going to read this. Yeah, this
0: was—I didn't write this. This is
1: Charles. This yeah. is Grandpa Charles. It's not even my he
0: grandpa that wrote it. it... Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. So yeah. So buckle up, folks. We got the Wang severing oh, last God. time, and now we've got uh, now we've got the the woke truckers giving way to horny truckers." This was great. This was everything. Uh, this is everything you hope for when we do a book like this. Uh, but so this is Dale saying. Now you are you going to tell me about your? So he's persisting. Like Chad has already been like, eh, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Like you know, we're not you know we're not 19 like when do you when was the last time you pressed someone for details about this sort of thing you were in the lodge well
1: i you know we had yes.
0: wild sex yes. just last night you were there That's you right. were pretending it wasn't happening we discussed this right uh yeah and plus i mean you've got like a what what a 40 hour truck ride back with this guy you're, he's going to tell you all these these gross things he did and then you're going to just sit across the cabin with him as he's peeing in a bag and and trying not to think about all these things so yeah, yeah we still haven't composed our letter to the war department or to the president <laughs> yes, or to, to congress <laughs> yeah dear president garfield watch out for charles j guiteau when you take office in 35 years um but yeah, so yeah so.
1: read read the sentence cuz it builds i assume you're going to read the first one that starts with so far that's the best idea
0: uh i think so yeah th- cuz
1: that's a let me read that cuz that's a build up okay. to the one that's the payoff okay because this is where I was already objecting to Grandpa and okay. begging him to stop okay. the story. Uh, now, are you going to tell me about your night across the river with Light Feather? Don't spare any details. I have to know everything. Is she as good in bed as she looks like she would be? Yeah. <laughs> tell your partner all about it, 10-4. Like, you creep. You yeah. gross. Like, I don't put up with this from guys i go to school with i'm like get out of my face you
0: yeah what a dick I know. yeah it get really is for me it's a part of your uh it's a part of your life that as an adult you don't really realize as has happened the the getting out of the details stage but you know i can remember you know being back in that stage where that would have been considered appropriate and that was over 20 years ago for me and keep in mind the guy asking this has a child of dating <laughs> age <laughs> we now know right but like and so like what is what is light feather wearing in these in these you know scenarios like is she she as good in bed as she looks like she would be she you know are they is she wearing like you know uh, tribal lingerie like what is how how like hot and horny can she possibly look like in just these (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm just uh i'm I'm projecting into this thing but we all know how People back in that age did not, uh, it did not fit conventional standards of beauty.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Are there, are there, was she doing like Native American versions of like Playboy poses? Yeah. She was washing
0: a car in a uh, buckskin (laughs) bikini or something.
1: Uh, But then it gets, and I'll, and I'll let you uh, go to the, I think this is the, I assume you have the payoff (laughs) line. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, So, so Chad says, well, I'll I'll tell you Buckner, I'll, I'll tell you partner. But I also have to know how your night went. It'd be weird if he was talking to Bill Buckner in this scene, if that was just the third act left. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, partner, but I also have to know how your night went. Did you have company? Dancing Leaf is crazy about you. She almost creams in her buckskins when you are close to her. What's up with that? (laughs) So just, yeah, all caps, Grandpa No! Oh, my God! What in the hell?
1: <laughs> Cheech and Chong-level humor from 1974 oh shows my. up in <laughs> 1888? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't even... Uh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, Im- the less said about it, the better, better <laughs> other than that.
0: I don't... That's just not a phrase. No. I, I don't know. Let's just move. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, so, yeah, this is uh, Charles E. Harris's grandkids have, have, you know, returned. They're, they're Listerining the, the vomit out of their mouth from when they read Grandpa <laughs> Rodin about the, uh, the dick cutting off. And now they, they pick this back up, and he's got creamin' and buckskins from Ladies uh, uh, from, <laughs> from Dancing Leaf. So, um, yeah, how about that? Shocking,
1: shocking. <laughs> uh, um, and then it goes on. You know without asking, Chad. I'm surprised you would even ask that question. (laughs) Everyone is surprised. Yes. I know, partner. I know. I was just kidding anyway. And then, please don't tell Marie I ever mentioned or suggested anything of the sort. He backtracks
0: very quickly. (laughs) It's just more evidence that Miss Marie is a very dangerous and threatening person. Oh, yeah. He he starts joking around with the buckskin talk and all of a sudden just... Marie uh, floats through his head, holding up her nipple clamps, and he's like, well, I mean, uh, no one's screaming in anything, Uh, you know, it's amazing. (laughs) Please don't tell Marie
1: I ever mentioned or suggested anything (laughs) of the sort. Yeah,
0: full, full backpedal. It's amazing. Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: Uh, what about your son, your beloved son? Ah, eh, right. Whatever. Oh, man. Oh, yeah.
0: man. We've, I'm, I'm glad we found that fanfic because it does cast all of this in a whole new light, too. Being like, now, son, you know, one day when you go off to college, you may meet a girl who... May cream in her buckskins at the side of you. But you've got to be responsible. You've got to, uh, <laughs> you've got to wait to find the right one and you've got to use protection, son, because these—anyway, uh... let's move on. If you, if you
1: are tempted, please use long paragraphs of weird courtly language as you put her off. Of, uh, you know, <laughs> right. If she brings you to that hot spring, please spend four or five minutes at least right. talking about why you can't be with her.
0: You treat her right. You lay her down on the softest buffalo skins you might have. None of this, none of this uh, guest mattress buffalo skins. If you
1: have just uh, you know lopped off a penis and thrown it in the fire, please <laughs> at least wait till the fire dies and the screams from the person die down a little bit.
0: Dale's son has not looked up from Fortnite throughout the entire conversation that we are we have just envisioned here. <laughs> um yeah so that's uh, that's it that's the sure uh I, will we get more uh, grandpa no talk i hope so but we have it has paid off in uh in, in this in, in more than i could have hoped for i think
1: but it goes on you'd
0: think <laughs> it was over but the next <laughs>
1: sentence i believe after apologizing for the comment chad began telling dale all about his night with his new love he spared nothing to the imagination.
0: Yes. Yes. So he's what? doing, he's doing imitations of noises and stuff. He's like, he's like repositioning himself to show the different ways they were doing it. Like,
1: yeah, it's the, uh, it's the puppets in, uh, team America or whatever. <laughs> he's just like,
0: right. He's, yeah, he's introducing them to new like regional terms for like, you know, dirty acts they were doing that are on urban dictionary and stuff.
1: If if it were, uh, you know, taped and then bleeped, it would be, oh, man, I'm telling you, I beep,
0: beep, <laughs> and it turned into a beep, 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 beep. And then she put her beep. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then, then he goes on to say, because this was a real woman and deserved to have a real man. So, the, yeah, all we're left to believe is that they just, like, went at it like, uh, you know, hogs in heat over on the hot spring side of the river because they are... Uh, um, they're they're doing it like there may be a no tomorrow, but then it, it ends on a more
1: delicate note. This is the Charles E. Harris touch. He told his partner that light feather was the most precious thing he had ever <laughs> encountered. <laughs> this is a real woman deserved to have it. He told his partner that she was the real thing. I thought Coke was the real thing, but whatever. <laughs> and hoped the relationship would forever be as exciting and satisfying. What are you talking about? Right. They're riding away to go talk to the president right now or whatever. Yeah. What is, I just didn't understand what is he hoped
0: it would forever be
1: that that way?
0: I mean, maybe he uh well the great spirit I think did intimate some way that there would be uh that they would be forever together with these people. I think that's 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 his his mild reassurance about this whole thing.
1: Oh, okay. So it's just going to be an endless Festival of just, <laughs>
0: yeah, right. When did he realize she was the most precious thing he'd ever encountered? Was it when she, uh, you know, had her leg up around beep, <laughs> or was it when she told him to, to spit beep on her beep? Maybe, maybe the oh, second one, yeah, <laughs> grandpa, grandpa, no. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, then then after that they are are uh, after all the details they have that has awakened something in in Dale's mind. Hearing about this this uh, horny night across the springs, and uh, they they get down to, to determining exactly when all this is taking place. Um, and so this is a lot of information. Uh, I'm going to toss it all at you, and uh, you can see if it makes any sense to you, because it makes absolutely none to me. <laughs> um, so we, all we've really been told is that, like, there's, there's some Confederates, there's uh, the, there's tra- tensions over slavery between North and South, and uh, these guys are now going to start parsing this out. Partner, what century and year did you say you thought it might be? I said that from the weapons the troops carry, It had to be somewhere in the early 1800s. They were carrying flintlocks or Hawkins. The repeating rifle was developed later in the 1800s, about 1850, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's it's before 1850, but the, the, the Civil War is wildly apparent uh, to be just around the corner to anyone out in the Wyoming Territory. Right. And then you get this shocking thing uh
1: slim fox is the great one the shaman was speaking of as a great leader of the sioux that would make him sitting bull (laughs) the one who did custer in yeah and then this astonishing uh bit of fake news if that is the case the time would be just about right custer was only 20 or 21 when he was killed at the little bighorn battle (laughs) not true utterly not true okay it is wildly untrue. <laughs> Why would he think that there would be a general who was 20 or 21? He yeah. was not. He was thought to be 36 or 37. Okay. All right. Which is exactly what if you, someone said to you, what, how old do you think Custer was? You're going to be shocked by the answer. You'd go, I don't know, 36 or 37. Oh, yeah. he yeah, was. sure. <laughs> yes. Right. But yeah. 20
0: or 21 is just, it's not correct. I don't understand what he's doing here. Uh, yeah and it keeps building cuz he gives you that bit of information which I did not think to look up. The one the, I've read part of a book about Custer and the one thing they always talk about is how he was last in his class at West Point. But it, yeah. which is which is sort of inaccurate because it's like that's like sort of like being, you know, last in your class at the honors program in Harvard, isn't it? Like you you're not yeah, a, you're not a dumbass who got there. And I think there was also people who didn't graduate, so they were like technically ranked below him. So yeah, anyway, Custer revisionist aside, uh Custer was only twenty or twenty-one when he was killed at the Battle of Little Big Horn. Then he says Slim Fox is twelve years old now, and that battle was in eighteen seventy 1870 or eighteen seventy-one, I think. So if we take twenty years, <laughs> to, if we take twenty years and add it to Slim Fox ages now, and subtract that from eighteen seventy otherwise known as subtracting them both from 1870, we would have an approximate year, which would be around 1838. So uh, the whole thing reminded me of like, one circulates every like four months or so on Facebook where people are like, you know, only 20% of people are going to know the right answer. And then they have like a yeah. ridiculous order of operations problem where there's parentheses and all that. And every single person in the comments has a different answer, even though it's obvious what the correct answer is to, to me every single time. Um, but then, so this has trying to figure out math based on your estimates about Custer, which are wrong, and when the battle is, which is also probably wrong, or you have a vague knowledge. And then they just start, like, adding 20 years to Slim Fox's age to subtract that. It just For them to then accept this as immediately as they do, they have done it in a very convoluted way. Yeah, I don't—hopefully
1: I, I, some of the uh, uh, readers and listeners have parsed this out, but I, I just glazed over that. I didn't feel like— right. I had already done enough work with the they, him, he, they, she, <laughs> he, him, they, where I was frustrated. Right. So Custer was only twenty or twenty-one when he was killed, and Slim Fox is twelve. I'm not. I still. I'm already lost. <laughs> and yeah. it's part two of the problem has already lost me. I, I actually thought you were going to go to. Uh, uh, here's a couple things that'll make you feel old. <laughs> Slim Fox's
0: was only 12 in right. 1870. Right. You know? Or Custer was 20, Slim Fox was 12, and then uh, what did the bellboy do with the extra dollar of tips that they had it return to him type of thing? <laughs> just drive you nuts with math for the rest of the book.
1: Wasn't there one just a couple days ago that was, I thought of you because I know you're a big fan of Order of Operations. Sure, I'm, uh, I got
0: my PEMDAS tattoo. Yeah, but isn't
1: that, it's insufficient? There was a, uh, it started a firestorm on, it was a very simple uh, (laughs) uh, order of operation, but the, it's something about the, uh, and I saw the mathematician going, you know, like, please, people, you can't get, you know, so excited about the order of operations are a suggestion, but there's a way to state this where you should, you should have done it this way, and like, Stop! You know the the it's not Yanni or whatever yeah, oral all oral. over again. This is very easy to solve if you state it this way. Right. And the, that's th- the yeah.
0: The thing that I saw was essentially like if you see one of those problems, that problem has been written with the intent of confusing and irritating right. you. Like no right. mathematician right. would ever PEMDAS is yeah a suggestion because it does not need to be a law because no idiot would ever write a math problem the way that those those uh, puzzles are presented to you on Facebook.
1: Right. Right. Well, anyway, this is certainly a thing that irritated me, and we're no closer to knowing where they actually are in time because then he says they later, that was we learned from the fanfic, right? Right. Which was or er, Which was real. real fic, yeah. <laughs> the real fic.
0: Is that uh
1: it was uh, garfield
0: <laughs> yes, but so yeah, so i don 't know if that 's going to turn out to be that they 've misunderestimated this poorly, or if this the Garfield thing is an anachronistic thing, but um, you would and assume please
1: please say that you 're misunderestimated, was it <laughs>
0: that intentional was intentional yes, yes i 've misunderestimated how many people are named Odgen in this universe God <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> Wow. in the wild nicely done. <laughs> it 's impossible it 's just. <laughs> I was thinking about that for like thirty seconds leading up to it, and um, but so after all this nonsense, you would expect Chatterdale, whoever the one is not speaking, to be like, walk this one back a bit, buddy, um, because they they finish by saying we could be a couple years off either way, but we're in a close proximity of the present year. But the other guy responds by. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so he's just rattled off this nonsense to arrive at 1838 uh and then the other guy is 100% on board. But also, he's just making mental leaps that uh that Slim Fox grows up to be Sitting Bull. He's like someone
1: that you take to a, an escape room who doesn't really want to be there and like, "Ah, if we grab the key and punch in the code that's on the thing, like" Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, that, that, uh, you know what? I arrived at the exact same conclusion try, you did. Just try, looking at his watch. Trying like, to get them involved. Hey,
0: hey, Dad, do you want to come over here and uh, and type 802 into the computer to contact the spy? <laughs> no? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, yeah, so then uh, they go on to keep saying that uh, we have, you know, you and I have just killed Custer by saving Slim Fox, um, which, again, sure, I guess if, you're, if your wacky hypothesis is true— um, that is in theory true but uh this is uh you're 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 tampering in in things you can't understand here so you might as well just uh ride with all the implications of whatever you've just done but
1: uh, here's another thing i don't understand alternate timeline right you and i have just killed custer by saving slim fox yeah so but custer did die at so what did they do to make him die
0: <laughs> right, they have not so uh, they're
1: are they they're looped in the only timeline that there is, and they're the cause of it well, so if you look in a history book
0: well, it also you know the 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 timeline predicates uh they got back to a time when slim fox was about to die, so in you know if we're to understand the way that this works, it means that someone else was going to come along and save slim Fox if they hadn't since he does grow up to be custer. Um, unless them just appearing in front of that Buffalo herd was enough of a butterfly's wings to, um, make Patch Wilson beat, uh, Slim Fox and molest his mom. Right. Unless right. time had you, already just, changed by them observing it Heisenberg style.
1: Right. Uh, but you said get, anyway, it doesn't matter. You, you misspoke and you said that he grows up to be Custer, Slim Fox. Oh, right. Grows up to be Bull. Custer. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, He's bitten off more than he
0: can chew, we say, for the dozenth time reading this book.
1: (laughs) And they're pretty cavalier about that, too. Like, is that—what implications does that have that we're just doing that? Like, is that—again, there's just no moral talk about that. Like, you know, of course— Good, <laughs> Custer's dead. Like, right. you know, I don't know how much have you delved into it. Well, I, I'm not advocating for either. I'm just saying they're just so cavalier about
0: it. Yeah. Well, and now in Chad is very likely going to have uh, left offspring back in this timeline as well. So I mean, that's uh, you know for, from getting busy across the hot spring. So it's uh, <laughs> yeah. they've they're not just flapping their wings. They're uh, whoo. <laughs> and look, th- and they're not
1: unserious about this situation. They realize the gravity of it because they say. When we get to town, we'll get a newspaper and check up on the local events to be sure we're approaching this situation properly. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the most nonchalant people just poking around in time, dicking around here, killing a person here or there. <laughs> the entire timeline of
0: earth's history like look we'll get a newspaper when we get it'll be cool man just relax what are they going to see in the newspaper in terms of local events that are going to influence their decision one way or another i have no idea it's like, oh, it's the tumbleweed I mean, festival. I guess uh, I, I assume that they means would we submit can kill something Custer? to the advice
1: column and then right. wait to, for it to come back. <laughs> right? Hey, I mean, we're from another time. Um, my cousin <laughs>
0: wants to know: Should we? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's uh, that's that's their uh, that's their come into terms with what they've done. But they're they're still uh, they are still taking it lightly, as you said, because they have exchanges such as this. Let's break for lunch. My butt is getting sore from riding this frazzling horse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, is that a is, is he a pioneer in the like the fracking horse? Yeah. From, uh, uh, what was the series? Battlestar Galactica. Uh,
0: yeah, I, it, it's because uh, I think they have sworn before this, and they I did note some later. So this is this this is where they draw the line, though. when the, maybe his his butt is so sore that he's not thinking properly in terms of how ah. he's talking.
1: How am I going to cut off some guy's penis on this <laughs> frazzling horse? How am I going to hump a maiden? Right.
0: Oh, so then they say uh, they see a huge cloud of dust on the trail ahead, and uh, Chad says, "I hope that's not who I think it is. I hope it's not the general." So he uh, he just felt the need to clarify that to his buddy as in in real time as the dust cloud was approaching. They they are. Uh, it turns out that it is uh, Captain Tim. Um, who's leading a bunch of uh, guys who are they've they've come to bring them back as as is uh, anyone else's style. Captain Tim cannot help of informing the plans without uh, crapping on Collins. He says this might interest you as well. Let's go solve this mystery of the sudden appearance of two non-existing strangers from nowhere. The captain said with a smile. You know Collins is in the formation, so don't answer his questions <laughs> <laughs> from
1: from far off. Hey. yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, Why me?
1: Um, <laughs> in that sentence you just read though he says the uh there's dust on the trail which i think it says which the assume i guess it's they which they assume is the general attacking oh that's me that's my typo never mind scratch (laughs) that out uh but he says i'm just not going to worry about it things have to work out (laughs) so like while they're actively trying to figure out like what is this dust cloud who is that maybe it's the general attacking the indians maybe it's someone coming to kill us I'm not going to worry about it. Things have to work out. Right.
0: <laughs> what? That <laughs> was
1: just a, a Charles E. Harris touch that I just did not understand. Like, we're, this is actively happening.
0: Well, yeah, I think it's they've just talked about how they're influencing the timeline, but now they're just sort of like, hey, you know, okay, sirrah, Great great spirit says things going to happen, and who are we to to intervene? We're not going to trolley problem this uh, son of a bitch. we got to let it just play out. So confronted by the hard questioning
1: of the captain, they say, if you will give us an audience for 10 minutes, you will understand that Dale and I are 100% American and unbiased toward the Indian and can explain our status among everyone involved. All we (laughs) want is a chance to tell our story to someone with an understanding and some common sense. To which the captain, I assume, replies, You are clearly an alien trying to speak English. (laughs) Right. Kill them immediately and ask questions. Nobody is going to miss
0: whatever this life form is in front of (laughs) me. Or the captain was just like someone with common sense. Well, I guess you're not talking about Collins. <laughs> Damn it, and Captain. again, hey, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. So that they uh, they they say no problem. Like we'll 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 help out. He also says Collins won't intimidate either of one of us. That's a promise. We Know he has his nose up the general's ass anyway, so he's uh he's he's dialing back the frazzling very quickly here to uh start saying right. Collins has his nose up there. So I was, what, <laughs> right. I was wondering if that was a turn of phrase that Dale might have picked up from Chad's details uh, across the river, but uh that's neither here <laughs> nor there. <I> hate me <laughs> now. Um, beep, up is beep. <laughs> but now they've got uh now they now they're into a uh exchange that we had encountered in real or fan fiction uh because. Uh, it turns out that Collins has, it sounds like he's just been sort of like running a his own little like fight club in the, in the ranks out here. And I, I assume that, you know, military options in the Wild West were a bit less disciplined than they are, but it sounds like he's like kicked the shit out of every single guy in the army unit. And the captain is sort of like, well, that's Collins. Like he's, oh, yeah, I did. I, I didn't understand that either. <laughs> they say, they say, captain, tell Collins to come up here and put the chains on us. I'll shut his mouth permanently. The captain looked a little surprised at the request, but he would like to see Collins put in his place. He had bullied most of the troops and needed to be put where he belonged for once. So he's, uh, they, they keep, they go on to say it that, uh, that, uh, later on that like he has he j- he just like has beaten up every guy in their unit so i guess that's why no one takes him seriously
1: well that that one ends with one of my favorite uh subject confusion things <laughs> at least if dale could take him he would be off their back for a while <laughs> Damn over here <laughs> it's amazing just just tell us who you're talking about uh, don't yeah. make me go back and read who wait who oh okay at least if dale could take collins <laughs> collins would be off the Chad backs of all backs. the people's no i think the, oh, the, the people, whole unit
0: the unit that's oh. the only thing <laughs> yes that's why it annoys me <laughs> uh but yeah we get some great action in here i'll just, just read some of that uh, collins walked up to dale and sized him up looking him up and down he took his hat and threw it to the ground and lunged for dale dale stepped aside and chopped collins on the back of the neck setting him face first into the dirt The troops watched in amazement as Dale threw Collins around and onto the ground several times and didn't even break a sweat. Collins swung at Dale again, and Dale blocked his lick and plastered him on the chin, and Collins landed flat on the tail, on his tail, tail spelled wrong, with a thud. And then he says, Collins, I think you're outclassed. If you continue this altercation, he may get mad and hurt you. He's just toying with you, but if he gets serious, you're in real trouble. Why don't you apologize for being such a dip shit, two words, and shake his hand before he gets real rough. (laughs) Um, I I made a note after this.
1: uh, This, as you mentioned, this fight was a real or fanfic. And now I appeal to the listeners. What the hell am I supposed to do faced with this? (laughs) Right. You see my predicament. (laughs) You understand why I am only at 40%. I think someone has actually tracked our success. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, and <laughs> a uh, yeah, but uh, you understand how rough this is. Yeah, I mean, cause dip shit. The dip shit is his it's... lick, and yeah. plastered him on the chin. He's actually Glendous. karate
0: chopping his neck, like. <laughs>
1: I mean all I can picture during this one was the uh uh gorn captain fight really. Oh, it uh, you know, has the, to be the double the double fist uh you know <laughs> on the back that ca- right. somehow causes people to go
0: oh and like spread their arms out and fall <laughs> down flat. Right. Much slower than anyone would ever move if their life was being threatened but uh <laughs> yeah holding, i mean
1: holding his hair with one hand while motioning
0: to the rest of the soldiers like should i do away with right. the guy like is doing the no no he could do the popeye thing where he sort of like his fists are like going in a circle and he's, he keeps punching the guy's chin right uh, but, yeah, so it's real action. We, we get more. Uh, this was in the fan fiction, but it's worth reading it one more time. Damn it, boy, he just won't learn, partner, Dale said, as Chad kicked high in the air, catching Collins on the side of the head. Collins flew backward and landed on his back when he finally stopped rolling. Chad turned to Dale laughing and said, damn it, boy, you're right. <laughs> um, uh, but then, uh, so we get some some details. Collins was, was evidently knocked unconscious throughout this whole thing. They, they, they caused a you know, severe head trauma, concussion. But the uh, captain is, says, You must tell me where you two learned to fight like that. That was simply amazing. I've never seen anything like it before in my entire life, the captain said, showing his curiosity. The troops, <laughs> the troops all yelled and began to laugh at how easily they had taken Collins out. When Collins came to, so he's out for like serious time, Chad reached out his hand to help him and Collins did not resist his aid his aid. So yeah, I I I loved the uh the showing his curiosity uh was uh, was emphasized there and uh yeah, just the idea that they're all just like, you know, he's he's having that thing, they're slapping each other on the back and Collins is lying there like, you know, his brain has slammed into the side of its skull and he's probably taken a couple of years off his life for this, but they're right. <laughs> having a great time. I also love the fact that I mean, it's a small
1: detail, but the troops waited to yell and begin laughing at how easily they had taken Collins out, be, ap, till the captain showed his curiosity right. with a paragraph of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they were sitting solidly
0: still, waiting for him to. Yeah, you'd hey, think they the would captain be like is
1: curious. It's time to cheer. <laughs>
0: they weren't doing like Cobra Kai, you know. They weren't yelling, "Get him a body bag." Was there? A, has he he knocked Collins down a couple times before he actually knocked him unconscious. So they had all sorts of opportunities.
1: Yeah, and then I think we get to the um, uh, Napoleon Dynamite uh, fanfic. It's <laughs> yep. just some defensive moves, Dale, and I learned from back Eastwell in training. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of learning, you got a lot to learn, Collins. Keeping your mouth and comments off my partner and me <laughs> is one you just learned.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we've had a lot of lick talk here, so let's maybe just, you know, we could rephrase it better than keep your mouth and comments off my partner and me. Keep your comments in your pocket. <laughs> but uh you know, speaking of that that's very close to the scene in the room where uh where they say uh you know they're saying you can't keep uh, jerking Johnny around like that and uh the replacement Peter uh does a very Chattadale thing he just says I agree with that. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. About that. <laughs> it's all it's all coming back. <laughs> Oh, Talking seems like, like an a, alien, uh, <laughs> getting gift
1: time for that one, huh? Getting
0: details. I mean, Johnny says, "So how's your sex life?" So that was sort of like, "Oh um, yeah, wow, huh?" Wow, the long all, con. It's a big. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Johnny and Mark as Chad and Dale in uh, Trucking Through Time, <laughs> 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 and then uh, yeah. So what? Uh, where do we? Uh, where do we do this? Um, Ch- oh yeah. So Collins is he's. He, he was rude to them in the beginning um, for no real reason, we determined. He was just sort of suspicious. But now that they've, now that they've kicked the crap out of him, he <laughs> says, uh, I don't feel so good either, General, but I'm okay. I just opened my mouth and someone closed it for me. He looked at Dale and smiled, and they knew Collins would give them no more challenges. So now that they've just like utterly kicked the crap out of him, he's on board. He's, uh, he's perfectly fine.
1: <laughs> this is, yeah, this was that perfect, uh, you know, the uh, uh, guy comes to, I mean, basically Roadhouse again. He comes to a small town and you kick the, the big guy's ass is like, uh, he's rearing back to punch you one more time and then starts laughing and rubs you on the head <laughs> and like, yeah, you're my buddy now. <laughs> so Collins is their buddy now. Sure. Uh, this is some of the deep philosophical musings of Chad and Dale. Uh, maybe he just wondered how they licked him so easily. Whatever. It would have to wait. They had no time to dwell on Collins and his simple-minded thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these two are at a different level. I mean, sure. and, and it is true. They saw God so clearly. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I'm assuming they don't describe it, Charles doesn't describe it, but their hair is whitening now. Yeah. Um, there's a look in their eyes, you know, it's like uh,
0: Gandalf the White, uh, Dale, yes, <laughs> that was my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to imagine that, you know, the, their, their trucker humor uh, tapes are not going to really be, you know, they're, they're, they've moved beyond that. They, they, they now see a purpose and they've, even traveling outside your time would, would open your eyes to that, but they have, you know, they've ascended to the ranks of, you know, near gods themselves just by making this journey, so... Yeah, Collins and they have his simple no more thoughts. Time to, or, yeah, his simple thoughts, but they do have time to karate kick him to the head. Yeah, <laughs> take that, <laughs> Collins. Right. Yeah, and then they're, they're, as we discussed in the previous episode, their uh, improv skills, and when th- thinking up these stories, they have not thought of any of these things before, but they are they flesh out an entire uh, alternate universe for how they came to be here and studied karate and all this stuff. So, <laughs> Right. Uh, so then, but then uh, there is time yet again, too, to launch into a uh, another another defense of the Sioux and what they did to, to Will uh so by your count my count this is the the 10th time they they say something about uh you know who are the real savages um type oh, of thing. this is
1: in the next this is a general collins discussion right oh, okay yes yes they're, they yeah, go and we're back start talking we're to the back general. to that yep yeah
0: <laughs> so they're, they're, they're playing the greatest hits they you've got a scene in the general's office and you're saying you know but but who is the real savage um us yes. or them um So he he says, like, I'd say Wilson, you know, deserved to be punished. White man has come to their community and is trying to take their land. I do not approve of their methods, but I accept it simply because they know no other way um so yeah very very philosophy 101 um borderline you know offensive way to uh to sum up these people like they might know another way they just (laughs) they really wanted some torture pole use like it had been in mothballs all winter so they 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 were looking for an excuse to drag it out
1: yeah you're doing too much work for uh you know people are uh they they might quite enjoy the torture pole for (laughs) what it is for no other reason Uh, The general gets into a weird Dadaist thing here. Uh, He says to them, I have some unanswered questions for the two of you. The general began, you don't have to answer them, but I warn you, your answers will determine whether or not you will be brought up on charges of treason. Do you understand? (laughs) Wow. Like, no, I don't understand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's like...
1: You just went all Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, exactly. Very Lewis (laughs)
0: Carroll. I will tell uh, only lies, and Collins will only tell the truth. We do not we don't know which one of them will be, but you must ask us only one question to determine. Do you understand,
1: and do you accept? Like,
0: I, <laughs> wait a minute, what would you say? Yes. <laughs> They're just waiting for the other one to, to answer the question so the other one can agree with them because no one knows what to say. But yeah, they, uh, they say that we, are, uh, you know, we were born at home on a farm and our parents forgot to tell anyone. That's why they're not in the census. Um, they get cautioned uh, not to trust Collins because he's uh, sort of a toady for the general. I'm not sure if they were going to trust the guy. They just uh, kicked the crap out of a knocked unconscious, but uh, good to reassure someone in case they were starting to warm up to him. And then we we get more of the Napoleon Dynamite talk. Uh, he says, Captain, that was known as karate. It's an art known by a handful of people back in the United States. Uh, the government was given permission to send a few men to China to learn the art. Chad and I were lucky enough to have been selected to go. Dale lied, hoping to convince the captain in order to get out of telling more lies. Uh, then the two of you are actually secret agents from Washington, are you not? Captain Troy asked. <laughs> that says their answer meant they could be off the hook if they could ad-lib through the conversation with logical answers to the captain's questions. So they uh they just—Captain Troy starts helping him out by uh, proposing scenarios, and they just start lying and go along with everything he says, the yes and the hell out of him.
1: Which is bizarre, though, that they have to—why do you have to go to, they sent us to China to learn it? <laughs> if they don't know anything about it—, it- they sent us anywhere sure. we went to a secret camp like right oh you went to china you know what my cousin is from china yes. oh sh-. right which <laughs> part of china were you in i spent five
0: years there oh yeah it was uh you know probably in the uh the north like oh mongolia then like oh yeah, <laughs> that's exactly where i was <laughs> um Yeah. Which boat did you take? Well, there is one boat a year that goes there since it would take uh, three months to travel, but uh, (laughs) it was probably the same boat my cousin was on.
1: Uh, But as they're describing, I noticed that they're getting a little method here. Chad, mm-hmm. Chad Dale, as I call them. Okay. Now. <laughs> Indians do not have schools to teach them the ways of the white man. White man has come to their community and trying to take their land for a mass movement west. <laughs> so they themselves start dropping articles and speaking in pidgin English, like uh, yeah, we, guys. It, uh,
0: it happens <laughs> okay. more than once. We get a, at the end of this, they they end up sending a, uh, a telegram to the War Department, and they they lapse into the exact same thing. And there, it's sort of like, well, maybe they're trying to save on words. For the telegram, but it's very much the uh, you know, you know, white man come this way, leave village burning, stop. Like, <laughs> oh, you're sounding a lot like India. Oh, actually, that's our Chinese part coming through. Did you not pick <laughs> right. up on that? <laughs> yes, uh, the the Chinese taught us that uh, fewer words uh, m- means more energy focused into your karate chops. The authentic <laughs> karate term that we all know. Confucius say. <laughs> Uh yeah, so they they keep talking to the uh to the to the general and they are um sort of aware that they're going to have to um make an escape uh during this thing because they need to get to uh what what's the name of the place they're trying to get to so they can uh Green River, I believe. Yes.
1: Um, I, uh I once drove cross country from well, from Minneapolis to San Diego. And I think I drove, uh, I was solo and I drove 17 and a half hours and I made it to Green River. Wow. And so I remember it and it was the, you know, it was the hotel where you try to float above the sheet so you never have yeah, to touch it. That was That's my only thought. Broken down, uh, put in a quarter in the bed vibrates feature. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, anyway, yes, a Green River.
0: Um, But so, yeah, they are uh, there before they before they plan their escape. I just this was um, this was pretty funny. Colin says, uh, our mission is classified. And they. Colin says, can you teach me some of those tricks you used on me? And they said, Collins, that is not one of our objectives at present. (laughs) So they just like eh, Collins was 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 angling just to learn a little bit. But I like the uh, the. The very uh formal way they dismiss that that uh that request of his no and once again college <laughs> yes. no. then they, they double down you must remember it takes time to learn and the instructors have to conquer the art first you will be able to learn the art also as soon as it is available in this area <laughs> and I, I think i'm just going to start referring to driving in my car uh, in reverse as the art anytime someone asks me about that <laughs>
1: as soon as it is available in this area <laughs> it's so, <laughs> right it's
0: like when you call for fiber optic or right something. right google rolling out gmail invites type of thing <laughs> uh but yeah so uh, they they start getting ready to escape and uh this is something that they enlist uh, captain tim's advice to do um he, he the captain no he's, you know he sort of like runs the show when the general's not here, so he knows a lot of flaws in the uh, in the fort' security system. He says, as i said your your best chance will be at twenty two hundred hours that's when they change guards, and usually pretty lax that is also when taps are blown, so there's like a guard change happening and that the guy is aware about, and he's, the captain says, "Oh yeah, sure, when they, when they change' they're, they're usually very lax about that whole process, so if you wanted to invade or escape, that would be the time to do it."
1: Which he's telling the Easterners who have just convinced him that they're spies <laughs> because they karate chopped each <laughs> other. Right. Uh, right. And and so the, the Taps uh, bugler, mm-hmm. it says after that, the Taps bugler goes straight to the bunk where they all get into a card game. I'm not supposed to know about it, but that's another story.
0: <laughs> so like the story is that Like, it's officially against the regulations of the fort, but, like, the captain is cool with that because he knows they need to go and blow off steam, so they...
1: Right, he wants to be the cool captain. Right. Like, look, it's a card game. So he overlooks
0: massive security violations. Every
1: soldier, you know, does these little things. Like, it's not a big deal. You're making a little... Whiskey behind your footlocker. I'm not going to right. make I, a big deal about I'm not it. I think that would be it, Connor. But it's, no.
0: No. No. <laughs> I was
1: I was astonished at this thing because I thought that's another story. It's like, oh man. Yeah, it's a loaded... maybe that's another Charles E. Harris book in the making there. Oh my. Um
0: That's the second book he was gathering
1: research for? Well, <laughs> That's exactly Collecting right. Collecting data. <laughs> that is the other story that Charles E. Harris wrote and and uh, you know, I had to do some digging. Ha. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I went to Amazon. Uh, Charles E. Harris t- trucking Through Time. Mm-hmm. Captain Troy's Story. Wow. Uh, but then I bought the only one and it was out. But anyway, huh. um it, but it came did- with the it came with the free audiobook. Oh, so wow, was, Ooh, quite a fun. Yeah, find. so I haven't read it yet, but I played this part anyway. And this was interesting to me. It actually, it, it's quite a story. So so here it is. This is from uh, Trucking Through Time 2, the story of Captain Troy and the card game in the barracks that he doesn't want to tell them about.
0: Catchy.
3: <sighs> your lordship, your lordship.
1: <sighs> You're here.
3: Let us begin, Glomborg, or, or shall I say... Private Williams the Bugler? (laughs) (laughs) Assemble the XT-4100 communications units, which our science officer has disguised as their Earth-playing card. (laughs) Oh, and the plasma wafers to power it? The betting chips? (laughs) Yes, those as well.
1: Sure is great being
3: Captain Troy. Mm, It's that foolish captain.
1: Assume your Earth forms. Coming through, boys, but I don't see nothing. Uh, Good bugling tonight, Private Williams. Uh, Thank ye kindly, Captain. Uh, Private Williams, is that a a tentacle coming out of your coat sleeve? He's on to us. Uh, What hellish creatures are you? Uh, uh, Mm. (laughs) His primitive earth heart has failed.
3: His death would cast suspicion on us. We must revive him. Well, they are crude pumps. I will replace it with our superior ion-powered Q13 units used on our lowest-level discount androids. Mm, Done.
1: Uh, Oh, what happened?
3: It seems, Captain, that you have stumbled on our secret that we are a reconnaissance unit from the planet Krablark-12 preparing to destroy your planet and convert it to a landing post for invasions of other, better planets. Can it be? Silence. If you utter a word about it to anyone, we shall blow up your heart instantly and destroy this entire camp. You will never see your precious Christina again.
1: I won't say a word. I I promise. Not even to the
3: Easterners. (laughs) Especially not them. Miss Marie is a disguise for the emperor of our bitterest enemies. Oh, uh, and your god? He's not real either. He's the kind of kite we give to our least intelligent children.
1: Uh yeah, I kind of suspected
0: that. So see, very it, different. Yeah, that is a is whole quite other a story. story. He, yeah. he was not lying. <laughs> I
1: can't. I can't wait to read the rest of it. And you know, maybe we should put it on the yeah OCR schedule it and uh, for another uh, yeah, a
0: PDF. I'm sure people would want to hear it. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. So it sounds exciting. I'm glad very <laughs> that stuff. Oh, uh, crazy. Yeah, okay, so, so then the escape comes. So yeah, let's get into it.
0: He said. Well, he adds in, you shouldn't have a problem getting through the gate because the sentries will be on the catwalk and can't see the gate directly below. Um. So yeah, he's they, they, outlined like four different things they can exploit that hopefully uh, none of their enemies ever find out either. And they are getting ready to uh, uh they, as they're as they're leaving, their Dale notices Chad seems kind of reluctant, and he says, "Oh, I know, buddy. Light Feather is at the village. You don't have me fooled one bit. You just like being with her. Hell, I may never get you back in the truck if we're ever lucky enough to find it again." And I read that and I was like, "Oh, right, <laughs> that whole thing." Like what is the plan for finding it with 50 pages left in the book? Like we're just going to sort of (laughs) wander like, you know, hither and yon until the, like the, we've evidently impressed the great spirit enough that we're just transported. Like that's sort of what they're doing. I think.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I thought it was hilarious that, that, uh, the insane plan that goes on and on. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm all for it, partner. It's just the uh, right. that, that's all he has to say about it. <laughs> I have a little thing about uh here's a question. He says we are gathering information that may help our cause to educate the backward and heathenish people, be they Indian or
0: white. Oh,
1: heathenish people? Is that a, is that a thing?
0: <laughs> Who are the uh, real heathenish people is I think what he's uh, getting at there exactly so then the actual
1: escape happens and this is where i've lost my i lost it on charles e <laughs> and you're gonna have to help me talk okay. you're gonna have to talk me through this sure oh wait wait i have one thing before that sorry okay. sorry i'm jumping yes. back people okay. stay with me sounds good this it's just funny this is another typo that it just made me laugh because he was so on uh he says there are many many obstacles confronting each movement this land is rich with many, many resources and would be desirable to any country in the world that knew its potential. So far, all the its <laughs> are are right. Okay. Let's just say for now that it needs to be protected and preserved so it can realize its full potential and leave it at that. Oh, my God. And on his last its, he puts a... Uh, He puts the punctuation in it and blows it all and makes it possessive. So there was
0: like seven in a row. That's amazing. (laughs) And they were all correct. The one word that, yeah, (laughs) could apply to anybody.
1: I know. And I don't mean to pick on it. It's just funny that uh, such a string of it. But anyway, here's the (laughs) Well, we get a lot
0: more of that coming up as they escape because escape is uh, very difficult to follow without, again, diagrams and uh, schematics.
1: It is so intensely frustrating. So, how do you see the escape going as you read it? Because I literally, I, I gave up trying to trying to figure this out.
0: Well, I mean, they're getting ready to leave, and they looked and saw that no one else seemed to be moving about, and everything seemed <laughs> to be moving along just fine. Uh, to again <laughs> use a word multiple times in one sentence, um, but I they essentially like get out, and then they like look over their shoulder, and their their the the forward is behind them. But then it says they had taken only a few steps and suddenly they heard a noise it was two <laughs> it was two indians from the village with with war paint so like it really like the the watchmen have allowed these two to to flee the fort out of a secret entrance and evidently there was a whole indian raiding party uh, along with light feather and dancing leaf that was also within a few steps of the fort the entire time without them noticing
1: so, yeah, you you forgot to mention they, they fake-bind the captain.
0: Oh, yes, I did forget to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> at, his so at his suggestion.
1: At his suggestion. He's so taken by their karate... And the fact that they are secret government spies who were flown to China. For <laughs> <laughs> that he's like, oh, you know what you should do? You tie me up. And then when they come and find me, I'll be like, no, those guys are so good. They tie me up because <laughs> yeah. they know karate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could tell the general, you've overpowered me. I've been a bad captain. Make sure it's extra tight. I don't want to <laughs> And then as
1: soon as they get out, they, they, so they ran along the west side of the fort before darting into the open. Not far outside of the fort, they stopped to get their breath. Secret agents, Dale laughed. What now, James Bond? (laughs) So that's what James Bond did, was he escaped from Indian forts. Sure. Or uh, from uh, soldier forts. But anyway, so then, okay, so then the two people arrive with war paint. Yes. Now, this is where my frustration begins. Uh, They couldn't identify them from the markings on their faces. But they knew they were not after them as soon as Dancing Leaf was beside them. She told them she knew they had been captured. Oh my God. And that the chief had sent half his warriors to rescue them. They were only waiting for the sun to come up to attack. Chad explained, thank you for God's sake. Chad (laughs) explained that they had to go to Green River and send the information they gathered. On the General to Washington, and they needed horses to make better time
0: that is madness <laughs> that is so many did you count them is there is there fifteen I didn't, days I didn't, days in there
1: that is a book the book was hurled at that point yeah, that is like a
0: a puzzle in uh in you know a foreign language class where you're 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 told to make it more readable by putting in pronouns or something. At a
1: certain point, it's like the uh, Sally is four inches shorter than Dale, but Dale is five inches taller than Pete. Pete, who, you know, one of those... Yeah, LSAT logic puzzle. (laughs) Damn
0: it. (laughs) Good Lord.
1: And then it continues. Dale jumped onto the horse with dancing leaf, and Chad got on the horse with light feather. So, but before that, they said, after they parted ways. (laughs) So tell him... This continues the madness. Tell him we will be back at the village before daybreak and for the chief to prepare for an attack. When they find out we are gone, the general will surely send someone back to the village to take us back, Dale told her. After they parted ways, Dancing Leaf said the chief had already prepared the village for war. (laughs) So this is them parting ways, I assume, with Dancing Leaf and what's-her-name. Sure, but yeah, then they jump on. The, they're on the same horse. I think they
0: meant the two men who were with War Paint. I, I mean, that what? has to be who departs. I don't know. But I don't there know. There weren't two men. There, there was two Indians the, from the village with War Paint. That's is that. But that's Dancing Leaf and. Oh, they're disguised as as warriors. I don't know. Uh, I d- honestly <laughs> don't know. But look, who's
1: parting ways with whom? They. <laughs> anyway, it is infuriating at this yeah. and this is supposed to be the action scene and sure I'm reading it and rereading it going i don't understand and then suddenly he's hugging you know twisting leaf or whatever and yeah. what is happening if that
0: is what you say and that they were sort of dressed up as warriors to you know, to sneak nearer to the thing that is that is one of the worst things i've ever read because nothing makes that clear
1: <laughs> then the confusion continues because it makes me want to never use the word "they" again for fear that I'm right. going to be misconstrued.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So let's see. Um, soon, all right. It continues. Soon they were close enough to see the lights from town. <laughs> they chose a spot near the first row of houses to dismount and told the maidens to okay there oh. that they would be back as quickly as possible. Dale had to separate Chad and Lightfeather so they could get started. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Damn so it, it just, boy, it's just you ever, whoever yeah. he, you know, whoever is in his, in his mind as being the uh, the focus of the scene is getting the they's, but it happens to change multiple times throughout a sentence. Yep. And it continues on.
1: Music and laughter came from inside the saloon and no one paid particular attention as they walked past to the boarding house. When they entered the boarding house, a lady at the front greeted them with a curious smile. They told her they had come to give a <laughs> message and so then they're they're trying to get um so it's Mrs. Owens at the boarding house and she says I must take them to wake Mr. Long to send a wire for the captain. Uh-huh. So then they do <laughs> but then it's Mr. McNally. Oh wow. You wait here and I'll go in and wake Mr. McNally.
0: Mr. So Long Mr. requires Long all communications or... to go through Mr. McNally. Maybe it's his press agent.
1: <laughs> if anyone can make, sketch this out and do a Billy, you know, in the uh, family circus of what in the name of hell is happening and label the characters, I would be extremely grateful. My head exploded at this. <laughs> that
0: is really incredible.
1: And that's all probably within a page that all that happens. Yes. This is the big moment. So there's a Mister Long and
0: a Mister McNally, <laughs> who both send telegraphs and both get woken up. Very yeah, characters that we are not going to see again after this page has been turned either. Um, wow, that's <sighs> spectacular. Well, I'm sorry, yes. I'm sorry you went through the effort to parse that because I sort of just read it and was like, nope, not going to figure that out. <laughs> All but right, so well, I'm, I'm for- done. Fortunately, there's some uh, some respite for you because we finally get to meet uh, uh, Captain Troy's wife, Christina. Um, she's the captain's wife uh, she soon returned with a very distinguished looking lady with a beautiful smile and shapely figure <laughs> so yeah you, 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 they, got, <laughs> they got off to a weird start with distinguished looking because if you had asked me i would have not thought this is going in a good direction um you know she, she's got that careworn uh, 1800s face but then it turns out she's beautiful and shapely so not bad
1: uh, but is she uh, as good and bad as she looks to be?
0: <laughs> I
1: guess we'll find out from yeah. Troy later, huh?
0: Quick buckskin inspection for any uh <laughs> Troy spared no detail as he <laughs> talked about every encounter he'd ever had with his shapely wife. Uh but then they uh they started to start to explain the uh the information to was it what was the guy's O O'Brien or Larry? What was the, the one of the two guys who is in charge of the wires? Whichever one, I guess he decided. Oh,
1: you mean? Do you mean Mr. Long or Mr. McNally? <laughs> <laughs> it's one do. of the. It's
0: one of the two. Uh, they say, uh, Sir, this wire we're sending is of the greatest importance and is to be considered privilege information. It is for the War Department and the War Department only. You are to relate its contents to no one. It is a matter of your safety as well as the safety of the citizens of the entire area. Do you understand, Dale said, as Chad looked out the window to see if they had been followed. So Chad, Chad's <laughs> right on top of it. He's, uh, they're finally like, delivering the message they've come here to do, and he is like, better make sure we weren't followed. Um, so uh, if there had been someone following them, Chad would Chad have said, like, you know, abort the mission right now? I guess. They're coming um, for you, Mr. Long. But then
1: they, the, this is a great moment. They, uh, I think this is either the woman who, who wakes up, uh, Mr. McNally, and Mr. Long, and one of them sends a message. Please take this coin and do not look at it until we are gone. It is a surprise token you and your husband will have to remember us by. That is no problem. It will only cost a few cents. I do thank you for the gold coin, though. I told you not to look at it. You son of a... You've looked at it right in front of me. I'm still here. (laughs) You could have waited until I turned around.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, uh, they they put a lot of they they've talked about how they're uh, influencing history, but then they're just yeah leaving mementos and signs that they are clearly time travelers uh, with uh, random people that they just met.
1: They are going out of their way to crush butterflies wherever <laughs> they can. But yeah, uh, so Christina, when we meet her, as you pointed out, she's shapely, but she says uh, or they say about her, Christina dropped her head and gave an embarrassing smile her cheeks showed bright red with a compliment. <laughs> Christina, don't smile like that. Oh, yeah. God, it's so embarrassing when you her, do
0: that. Her tongue is lolling out of her mouth like a like an English bulldog. Like She's <laughs> pulling at both sides of her lips. <laughs> Ew, that's embarrassing in right. company. Uh, but it wasn't too embarrassing because when they leave, he says, uh, I'll tell the captain he was right about you, Madam. Chad said, you are as graceful and pretty as he said you were. He's a very lucky man. They each put on their hats and tipped them as they headed for the door. And I read that and I was like, Oh right, they are now wearing cowboy hats everywhere they go because they got them from the uh cowboy hat supply room at the Sioux Nation. <laughs> right. So
1: Which, you know, he was worried about being followed. It's like I saw two guys with cowboy hats go and wake up Troy. Oh well that's <laughs> no big that's normal course of
0: action. Yes, they blend in so well now. Yeah.
1: Uh, they're flashing
0: gold coins everywhere, but I don't see a problem with that either. Right. So yeah, he's Chad asked Dale what kind of coin he had given to Christina, and Dale laughed. He had given her the new t- two thousand year 2000 gold dollar with the picture of the Indian Sacagawea and the Papoose. And Chad laughs. Surely not, partner. That will give them something to think about. What a dirty trick, huh? <laughs> Which is, I'm going to get that going just anytime t- someone tells me something they did. Just, uh... You know, yeah, what a dirty trick. What There was nothing dirty or tricky about that. <laughs> it was sort of weird, but...
1: Um, by the way, I believe this is uh, Charles flattering himself again. When they got outside, Ch- Dale said to Chad, Damn it, boy. You sure have a way with the women, charming, I must say. <laughs> so he really thinks he's something. Yeah, flipping him gold had a coins. normal and... conversation with a married woman. <laughs> <laughs> you sure got away. She what? was. She didn't spit on
0: me. And... Right. She creaming her buckskins at the side of your cowboy head. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so once they do that, uh, I believe they go back into the to the Sioux uh, camp. And they're going to show the chief their telegram that they sent to sort of get him up to speed with what's going on?
1: I was infuriated by this point, yes. Yeah. It it maddened me. It took the best part of the night to return to the village, (laughs) but they were both happy to be back. As they rode into camp, they heard horses behind them and saw riders all with war paint. Do not worry, they have been with us all night. They were with us when you went to send your wire and followed us back to the village for your safety, Dancing Leaf said.
0: <laughs> Where is she? Right. Where are they? Well, they left them outside the city, I guess, so they, they, they kept tabs. They just yeah, were Yeah, they never with- returned to them. And they,
1: <laughs> True. The, all of a sudden, they just rode back to the village. Like, wait, you told them to wait there, Right. During that whole they said that they should go in and they should wait there. and That that Mm -hmm. was, I assume, supposed to mean that they were telling, Chad and Dale and his, (laughs) were telling uh, Dancing Leaf and and Happy Pants to stay in a location just outside of
0: town. Right. But then
1: they just rode past him to the village and then—
0: All of a sudden, these warriors circle them, and then she's with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, they've been here the whole time. That would have been nice. I wouldn't have had to look out the window embarrassingly late in the game if I knew you had watchmen out there, like, you know, taking, keeping tabs on us. And they were probably laughing at them
1: going, you guys didn't even need the hats, you idiots. <laughs> it's like a full army accompanying you to send a stupid telegram right. that no one gives a shit about. It.
0: Right, yeah. It's not even going to get to the president for another 40 years because that's when he <laughs> is president. He might not even be born by this point in time. Uh, and then if so, if you add, uh, add uh, 20 years onto James A. Garfield's zero years, that will bring us to the current date. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, it's an awesome action scene that ends with, it just, like, you know, smash cut, as they say, to the telegram itself.
0: Oh, my God. Which if The all-caps
1: telegram.
0: Yeah, if you think that this book is hard to read when it's written in, uh, you know, <laughs> Time's New Manifesto, it is even harder when it is all caps with the occasional lowercase stop thrown in between them. I didn't even, I, I don't know what to say about this yeah. one. I'll just read some excerpts from it, but yeah, so it, it does sound like they're they're trying to do a, a, a insensitive impression of of Indians from like a you know John Wayne Hollywood movie. Our leader in charge of Fort Bridger in the Wyoming Territory. Stop, concerning his activities. Stop, none are by official record true. The general is to attack village of peaceful Indian soon. If wire is surprise. Stop. It is good you know truth. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it could be like that uh, that 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 press agent we heard trying to save money on their uh, on their telegrams by by taking out unnecessary uh, clauses and modifiers. But it, it really does not improve the readability.
1: And the next thing on the, that you just read, if Sioux are attacked and killed, stop. Why is that a stop? Right. <laughs> right. America will have to confront all the world. Stop. America will be
0: forever embarrassed. <laughs> Stop. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. I I I mean it it turns out that uh, as a whole, America got over that kind of quickly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is a— God uh, forbid America should ever do anything embarrassing. <laughs> right. Yeah, they moved on to the next one pretty soon after that. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess he's sort of—he's he's using these these flowery telegram terms to just uh, try to try to emphasize how bad this is going to be. But uh, it, it might have served him better to just actually lay, down, lay on the line uh, in a bit more detail what is happening and save out a few stops. Like, they're just putting in stops like you would— put in if you were, you know, did not want to do any research about how telegrams worked and based it entirely on what you've read from the movies.
1: I I mean, it's the same thing of the uh, getting, uh, panicking and putting uh, quotation marks around something. He just, stop, (laughs) it just sounds like the rhythm that you've heard, but stop just means that they didn't have period, right? It's just, sure that's the stop of the sentence, but he's putting stops. And this They're is a printer. Willy-nilly.
0: It's a printed record of it, so I don't even know if those have stops in them. I mean, that might have like a line break type of thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and the, the the chief has to be like, what am I even looking at? Like printed words. Like this is like this is magical as it is, and now you're introducing stop everywhere. Like is stop your new they? <laughs> yeah, and who he doesn't actually say who translates it. They show the chief
1: that. Huh. <laughs> uh. So the chief is just like looking at a telegram, going, I yeah okay but chad and dale are like nodding their heads happily like this is what we sent to yeah. the war department They're wait till he gets to that
0: america will be forever embarrassed part he's gonna love that part the chief like
1: sheepishly holds up a fried penis
0: <laughs> I, I, is this what <laughs> <Right. butcher? laughs> if you uh you want me to 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 eat it i guess i'll fine <laughs> uh it's <laughs> gonna right. uh, I got to do this to get out of admitting I can't read if it's what happens. (laughs) Uh, But then, Uh, yeah, they they sort of... They, 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 the chapter ends a little less flowery, a little less Grand Frank Railroad uh, quoting than last time. He says, uh, well, if the chief feels safer placing lookouts then he should, but I think the immediate danger is over and we should go on about business as usual, Chad said, and began to chuckle as he thought about what they had to do to escape. I don't know what they have to do to escape. <laughs> it hasn't been laid out. Uh, he told the chief about tying the captain up and sneaking out of the fort under the sentry's nose, and they all got a laugh about it. <laughs>
1: so it's... It's the end of a '70s cop show. Where, yes. <laughs> well, at least finally, Captain Miller over there is losing a little weight.
0: <laughs> Freeze frame. But yeah, except except that it's on the tail of uh, you know the the Sioux are going to be massacred, and America will have to confront the world and be forever embarrassed about its uh its its racist history. And but then they get you know oh and we we tied that captain up pretty good too, didn't we? <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
1: Chief is pointing to the, because he's never seen, obviously, the word Sue printed in English. He's pointing at that massacre. Now, who's this person here? The Sue. Who is that?
0: Right. Oh, that's you. Like, <laughs> That's how you oh, write like, this. No what? one's ever going to pronounce that correct. Oh, my God. Come on.
1: A uh, little quiz for you. Right before that, um, this is a Chad and Dale exchange. Uh, Ooh. Oh, guess the reaction. Okay. Uh, there will be a hold put on his plans. That is for sure. Dale told him. Chad's response, please.
0: Dale, I'm fed up with you asking me for details about this, and I regret telling you all this. And I have just been stewing over this for. I all agree my lo- with Big Bear. Chad said. <laughs> sure. Next guess. That was my next guess. <laughs>
1: Man, wow! It is. It is our North Star. It is our. Our lodestar, our Polaris, Yeah, uh, that they agree with each other at all times. Find something to
0: ground it, you know, it makes them relatable, I suppose. Well, that uh, yeah, that takes us through uh, through the end of Chapter 16. That was a long one, but uh, we do only have 50 pages left in the book, so they've got to get to the truck. They've got to prevent the massacre. They've got to reunite with their long-lost son, I suppose.
1: We have to read what they say when they go... And meet their son. And when we see him, he should go meet them uh, if she is there with him. And also, they are there if he is there.
0: Exactly. So it's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I have a mental picture in my mind. It really paints a picture. (laughs) It's just me blinking, is my mental picture, you know, in a room with (laughs) nothing in it and no windows. And I'm just sitting there blinking. Uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, then it means that it's time to read some dumb sentences. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital letter is big, big, big. A sentence ends with a period. All right. This first one, well, we covered this one quite a bit, but let's just say it one more time. Khan submitted, she almost creams in her buckskins when you are close to her. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> con uh like I, I like many how many submissions that <laughs> yeah I, I think we sort of had to like rush people to do it since we were decided to record this before our show but uh i think that would have been a clearly that was a standout to everybody but uh con is a patreon supporter just like many of the other people uh who submit these or submit fanfic and uh yeah patreon is uh, a lot of fun so uh if you want to support that it's uh, just a few dollars a month patreon.com slash 372 pages we're running a meme contest now so you can get over there and uh <laughs> submit your your finest memes there might be some good they 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 memes where that's the only yeah. <laughs> not not direct at you in that direction but if you want to do it that could be fun um next we have marie who submitted the sentence they each had pity for him because they knew suffering was not the answer only their solution <laughs> <laughs> ah good, good. yeah good. all right that's one of their makes you think type of things uh this yeah. one is from this one is from justin The boarding house was easily found because it was beside the saloon where most of the activity was found. (laughs) So you've got another patented thing using the same word twice in one sentence to apply to two different things. So it's always fun. This one is, it might be traumatic already, but I'm going to read it again. This one's from Brad. They couldn't identify them from the markings on their face, but they soon knew that they were not after them as soon as Dancing Leaf was beside them. So he, uh, he underlined every time that popped up. One, two, okay. three, four, five, six, seven. Seven in all one right, sentence. All right, good. So it was
1: maddening everyone else, yes. too. I'm glad I'm not just a petty man.
0: <laughs> I mean, I
1: am a petty, but I'm glad I'm not just a petty man. Right,
0: and this, uh, and this rare outlier. Not, not the yes. case at all. Uh, next is from Harris. Uh, they need to know sh- the general is pushing for no reason. Except for vindictive reasons and probably a show of power. (laughs) So no reasons except for these two very valid reasons he puts forth. (laughs) Yeah, I had that as one. Nice. Uh, This is from Tom surprisingly enough red coyote brought several hats for them to try on so the uh he this is i, I almost read this when you said this but he said cue walking on sunshine
1: Hello oh, <laughs> wow
0: well chad and tail have a playful montage so i guess that's the, uh, that's the go-to for anyone trying on some hats <laughs> uh, so well done tom uh, the two of them giggling and laughing while Red Coyote brings out hat after hat from the stockroom, each hat sillier than the last, Dancing Leaf and Light Feathers shaking their heads in unison after each one. Wow, so, spot on. Yeah, he got yeah. Fle- yeah, fleshed out the, nice. uh, the montage. Uh, last dumb sentence from my uh, listeners from Janelle. The two laughed and talked for hours about their time with the Indians and their relationship to the different characters and personalities at the village. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those That's characters. Going- those personalities. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, when I uh, last year I, I flew with uh, some other Rift Tracks people, we went to uh, Cardiff, Wales. And when I got back, my wife said, You know, what, what was it like? Like, tell me, like, what, what is it? <laughs> oh, I laugh about the different characters <laughs> and, and
0: personalities I met in Wales. Right. That's when Bridget realizes you too have been replaced by an alien who is trying to imitate a human. And yes. <laughs> you could provide no specific details other than that. Yes. Um. Let's see what I have. I have one we did not cover yet. Uh, this was one, eh, you know, sort of a sort of a, a low blow here. But my my dumb sentence of the week was: "We are willingly to help solve a delicate situation and prove our integrity and loyalty, sir. <laughs> loyal, eh, prove our integrity and loyalty, sir. We are willingly to help solve a delicate situation." <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was petty enough to have that as well. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have another one. Okay. I'm, I, I don't think this came up. Sometimes I have done something where I read a dumb sentence that has already been read because I'm reading something else. So don't laugh at me if that's true uh i've read a lot of dime store books and my wife christina keeps me abreast of new ideas the government comes up with with each letter she writes (laughs) (laughs) that's his knowledge of the world and why he is convinced that they are spies is because he's read a lot of dime store books and his wife christina keeps (laughs) her abreast of new ideas the government comes up right
0: she gets a little notification oh the government just had a new idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and dime stores? Wouldn't a dime be like a, a vast fortune at this point in time? Like is it yeah. with the dime store? I thought that was like a uh a, a Andy Griffith Show era relic.
1: Yeah, I think that's later. <laughs> so yeah, Christina's filling her in on like, you know, our 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 third son has died of the diphtheria. Uh, let, let's just get to the new government ideas section of my letter now, and yeah. uh, I'll fill you in on those.
0: They're proposing a a 0.5% yeah, uh, tax on all out-of-state hotel stays. So it's essentially a tax on tourism. A lot of people are in favor of it because it's not too—anyway, I mean—, anyway, I mean <laughs> next,
1: uh, next idea, parallel parking downtown. Uh, <laughs> they've been using—
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, A lot of bloodshed right, but... over that proposal. <laughs> 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 um, well, we do have some emails to read about uh, this second-to-last chapter of Trucking Through Time. Going to the body. Going to the game. Going to get the mail. We're mail. We're mail. We're mail. We're All right. So our first email is from George, who. Uh, I think it was fed up with some of the things we were fed up with. Could we at some point address the fact that Trucking Through Time is clearly set in the mid to late 19th century... As prior to the 1800s, there was no organized federal government and U.S. Army without posts in the West, oppressing the Indian out of greed and ignorance and whatnot. The whole vibe of the thing feels very post-Civil War, 1865 onward at least. Custer's last stand, for example, was in 1876. One of those stupid little mistakes I feel should be pointed out lest it slowly drive me bad. Not a stupid mistake. Very irritating and very uh, sloppy on the author's part. Pretty much the core of the book. Is <laughs> what year are from we from the
1: very start?
0: <laughs> yes, there isn't even like a crappy thing in the truck. There's like a you know the 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 odometer just set back to 1876. I wonder what that means. Like that sort of again hand wave it away it, with the first garbage thing I thought of would be better than doing math program problems to try to figure out what year it is. Yep, should have had that Charlton Heston moment.
1: <laughs> what does this say? We're in right. the year 1888.
0: Right. Does man <laughs> still make war on man? Uh, if either one of those characters talked like uh, Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes, that would improve this vastly. vastly. I agree with that. <laughs> Uh, but they, they, the, the, the wife of uh, Christina sent him news—she sent him prints so they could they could just verify that. See, I was right, Dale. Or see, uh, you were off by a couple years, Dale, but at least you were in the ballpark type of thing. Anyway.
1: Le- let me see these prints <laughs> shuffling through them. <laughs>
0: Uh, we get one from Curtis. Uh, he says, trucking through time, the movie, am I the only one who sees it? So he's going to recast this with not Charlton Heston, but let's just read it fine. In the seventies, this movie would have starred Chuck Norris and a weak or dimwitted sidekick. Many more problems would have been solved by kicking in the nineties. It would star Farley and Spade. The hot spring scene alone would provide fodder for at least 15 minutes of bubbling water jokes And in present day, it could be Will Ferrell and John C. Riley comedy could use a hundred percent faithful adaptation of the dialogue and action and still work. The mountain lion and torture scenes are proof of concept. (laughs) That
1: works. So Farley
0: and Spade, uh, fat guy in a cowboy hat. I assume. Yes, yeah, or uh, buckskin shorts, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think that I think those would work. I don't know. I think I'd probably watch the. I probably watch the Farley and Spade one. You do have the uh, the sizeable weight difference too. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> you are you are of the era where you would watch the Farley and Spade. I had a friend who took me to see um, what fat guy in a little coat was Tommy that, Boy. Tommy Boy. Yeah, He's, he took me to see Tommy Boy and. For about 10 minutes before the fat guy in a little coat thing, I was doing the 10,000-yard stare where I wasn't looking at the screen at all and was freezing him out. And then then he turned to me right during that section and caught my—and he did, like, the triple take. Like, I I just—who
0: knew that it would go on to be a classic Beloved by everyone? Uh, You were doing the thing where every time someone writes a good review of something like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, I'm like, I want to sit with this person. I want yes. to sit and I want to observe their face to see what exactly they were enjoying, like <laughs> what, when they smiled like a like a kid, you know, what, what made them enjoy this. So, yeah. uh, We have another email from Marie. She says, uh, TTT made me realize why books can't easily have – bad books can't easily have art. For example, from a skilled author, the mixed-up combination of Chad and Dale's Pollyanna attitude toward Native culture and the brutal scenes enacted by those Natives could be real art. But at the heads of Charles E. Harris, these conflicts of reality taunt the reader instead. They lack the necessary meaning that comes from author intent. Bad books don't make artistic statements. They just contain tormenting juxtapositions. So bad books don't make artistic statements? Uh, I might have mixed the thing where Grigner uh, pulled out the uh, rat's intestines, stomach, uh, liver, mm-hmm. spine, uh, and it kept going like a clown hanky. So I don't know. Fairly artistic there, Marie. Pretty artistic. (laughs) Or uh, Ernest Cline's uh, anti-Jackinitz screed. uh, High art. Uh, And we have one more email from Brian. It says, first, I feel like Mr. Harris bit off more than he could chew with these two chapters. You don't say, Brian. It's like the complexity of his story caught up with him. It also feels like before he at least had a bad editor and now that person has given up. As we addressed, he is trying trying to catch the... uh, the uh, second half of the Tennessee Volunteers game. He says, Second, Chad's age is something has been on my mind ever since his, well, encounter with Lightfeather and the cringe-inducing descriptions of her as innocent. Chad and Dale, and this is, this is exacerbated by the fact that we now know Dale has a, has a, you know, nearing adult son. Chad and Dale both served in Vietnam, which ended in 75. Now we know the story takes place in 2000 at the absolute minimum. He is around 42 if he served at 17 in the very last year of the war. That really puts a gross new perspective on him having sensations he never before experienced with the innocent <laughs> Sue girl. He's using quotations there. I do not think he is using them incorrectly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. another thing to puzzle about.
1: That is, yeah. That I, I assumed the whole time, like, f- because they said they'd been, you know, both been over in NOM. And uh, I was just like 50. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. 51? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's a uh, it's a puzzler. But uh you know, the if we're not pinning down who was president in eighteen thirty eight or uh what age Custer was when he died at Little Bighorn, I guess we're probably not narrowing down unimportant details like how old are our two main characters. Uh we should have a I hope that there's a sentence that comes up that's
1: like like look, Chad, uh, you and I were in the Ted Offensive if you subtract 20 years from that, that puts <laughs> us at about 36.
0: <laughs> and problem solved. Sure, exactly. And then the other one says, I agree with it. <laughs> uh, well, I think that does it for us, for this, uh, for this episode.
1: I think it does. And hopefully, I, I think the— I, have faith that the final reading will not be
0: quite as maddening as that one was. I don't think so. I think there's going to be a lot less confusion about who's talking and hopefully a bit more going back at a time and having absurd stuff happen back in the present day, like winding yeah. up in a menu or uh, in a, in a park with a statue of yourself. And
1: uh, hopefully uh, Christina, Miss Marie and dancing leaf all together. A lot of shapeliness in one place, if you know what I'm saying.
0: A lot of buckskins to wash. <laughs> oh, God. And on that let's that down. this yeah. thing. We'll let's be do back. It. This is 372
1: pages. We'll never get back so
0: long. Goodbye. <laughs>